play the game. The crown jewel of the track lottery for SmackDown. Triple H. What a steal. Monday night. Absolutely no doubt, my friend. Kicking off SmackDown style with Triple H. And Evolution no longer, but Triple H has evolved to SmackDown. I mean, Triple H, exclusive property, formerly of Raw, now on SmackDown. An eight-time champ. Well, wait a minute. That's not Triple H. I know that. That's Kurt Angle. But what's Kurt Angle doing? Well, Kurt wasn't traded, that means that's great. Well, that is great news. Kurt obviously not traded or drafted, but that's a great question, partner. I'm sure we're going to find out why. I don't know, maybe there's a, a production problem. I don't, I don't know, but I spoke to Triple H earlier today, and I'll tell you, the game is pumped and primed and, and ready to, 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 to be here. I'm just shocked at angles out here. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success. Stress us, I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the confusing hometown changes as everyone seems to have moved house as Gail Kim now comes from South Korea and Chris Jericho comes from New York as it's time to bounce towards Backlash 2004 with the remaining episodes of Raw and Smack of the Down. As always, I am Dave and joining me is Big Sexy himself. Happy bouncing day. Happy bouncing day. <laughs> Let's bounce towards backlash. Yeah, so why has everyone suddenly moved house? So we've got the Bellens. The Bellens are now from uh, Quebec. Uh, they're not from France no more. He's uh, anyway. Jericho's now left uh, Canada to move to America. Manhattan. Um, Gail Kim, instead of being from Ontario, Canada, is now from South Korea because Asia. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everyone's yeah, moved out. Racist. Everybody's moved out. <laughs> um, so yeah, are you ready to bounce towards backlash? Uh, the last time we were here, it was the draft time. Yeah. Triple H moved. We, we, <laughs> look, looking like we're going to get some fresh feuds. Nidia moved. Fresh mm. feuds all around. Fresh feuds all around. Fuck she goes one and zero. So yeah. As always, what are you look, expecting and hoping and looking forward to getting out of the next, what, it felt so long. <laughs> right. well, it was last year. Yeah, no, I mean, well, yeah, fucking hell. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I, I feel like we only celebrate New Year when it is New Year. We give a oomph when it was 2004 <laughs> for the Rumble. Happy New Year. But yeah, Happy New Year. How was your Christmas? Good. I spent time. Oh, with my sorry. Yeah. Again. To be fair, I did say I do. I'm going to ask you how you are, but I need to have a go. At everyone fucking moving house. But yeah, how was the Christmas? It was good. Got to spend time with my family and that. What about you? No, the, the missus worked. So yeah, I just got leveled it on. Just literally waited. For, she got in. So she worked Christmas Eve during the daytime, and then uh, sorry, tell a lie. She worked Christmas Eve on the nighttime, and then during the Christmas Eve daytime, she'd come in at like half seven in the morning open some presents, I got up 
had a couple of beers at the house in the morning, went back to bed with her, woke up with her at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, Christmas Day was bullshit. <laughs> but Boxing Day, that was the Christmas Day steaming. <laughs> I'd still had turkey dinner and that on Christmas Day and that, but it, was, uh, it wasn't the, the pizzazz that it were the last year when I actually did Christmas dinner for fucking nine people. Ten people. Those that can remember, yeah, from episode fucking 25 or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, what, what are you hoping to get out of, of Backlash? Some fresh fruit, as always. Not the same stuff we've been having on the build to WrestleMania. As in out of Backlash, like, the bounce to Backlash even. Um, yeah, but it does. Back, like backlash back. is where it all begins again. And let's get on with it. So let's get everyone up to speed then. So we've had the draft, which was last week, uh, March the 22nd. So we're starting mm-hmm. from the Smackdown after the draft. As we're aware, I'm in the draft. Paul Heyman has been drafted to Raw and then went, <laughs> no. Fuck you. <laughs> so he quits. Uh, so who's going to now take charge of SmackDown? Now the Dirties for the past fucking, it feels like six months, have been saying Steph's coming back and it's going to be Stephanie and we're going to go back to the old regime that we had 12 months ago, 18 months ago, which I'm down for. I love Steph as Jim because Steph brought yeah. the SmackDown tag titles. I feel like Steph did bring she the new She claimed the WWE title. She brought Hogan back. She brought Mr. America. <laughs> so, it is March the 25th then. Smack of the down. We are taped from Grand Rapids. Um, opening interview appears to be Triple H. But no, 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 no. Trolling us. Mr. Angle, looking all dapper and that, suited up, comes out, drops the What's bombshell the of all bombshells. But I've never heard a crowd go so flat to see an angle I think because they were like what what why what why I think it was was, there was a lot of shock value in it and we find out that Triple H is back on Monday Night Raw as the draft of all drafts has been fucking scratched off the record as it's now become the trade of all trades (laughs) now is that not Triple H stood on his soapbox looking out to the entire roster with his collar turned up saying, I'm the man. <laughs> what I see. Oh goes. my God. Wow. Absolute wow. Wow. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on. It's, it's like, can you remember like, when you were younger, did you ever, I don't know about you, because you were not a big football fan, like trading football stickers and that. Mm. Or, or trading, I don't know, did you ever like, Pokemon and stuff like that. Like, do you know if you needed that one and you could think, what could I sacrifice? If you actually take a step back and think, the guys that I'm willing to let go to get the ultimate one are really good. And are we actually not just showing the importance and how high up Triple H is, but we're disrespecting. Dimish- we're absolutely, and it's completely diminishing and disrespecting top tier talent. And this was the same top tier talent that not two or three years ago were threatening to take your company away from you. Because yeah. they were part of the invasion fucking... It's just... It's, yeah. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy. Um, Booker T comes out and he's pissed off. Because he points I'm out surprised. that he was a boy on Raw and now he don't want to wrestle for <laughs> Smackdown. <laughs> he wants to wrestle with Triple H. <laughs> he wants to number quick at the big one. And we get RVD versus Charlie Ass. Um, RVD um, I felt sorry for Hoss though go why he had to watch his friend getting drafted again on big screen I think I, right I have an issue with the Charlie Ass syndrome because he is the ultimate genetic uh, because but is Shelton not also the genetic 
Are they both not genetics? If we're going with that reasoning. I suppose so. Because it doesn't really work out for neither, does it? Obviously, Shelton gets a bit more long-term. Um, but, yeah, this, where, it's, where it goes with Charlie, it does get funny with uh, with Rico and stuff, but, yeah, I'm a bit... Uh, RVD gets the win, usual match for RVD, where he sells a leg injury for 99% of the match, and yeah. then suddenly shakes it off to hit on that fucking five-star. Um, we get Billy Kidman versus Ray Dupree, and Fifi... Fifi is here. The best I was, thing about Renee. I was worried. I was worried in the last episode, but she's here. Um, and so has uh, Renee just got at Bath then? Or? Right. What's with the Mitch driver for starters as a finisher? Yeah, not a power And how sloppy was that? It was bad. Um, but apparently there's no cruise rates on the No. So Spike, Dudley and Hurricane are heavyweights then? It seems that way. It seems like super heavyweight maybe. Um, well, it's weird though, if you think that a bit later we get Spike Dudley wrestling a, a cruiserweight style match. Where, cruiserweight style match? For, well, for the past fucking six months he's been wrestling the heavyweight style. Um, we get a John Cena. The doctor's got a new patient. John Cena interrupts uh, and he makes my night by rhyming prepared yo and Guerrero, which I thought was genius. Uh, he does. He has got, you can see kind of why he did for this album. He kind of does, yeah, he it's, it's, it can kind of do it. Um, the rest is a bit downhill, but he does finish with these nuts. And why is he keep trying why to get got... these nuts? Yeah. He's trying to get it over so much. So it's like Vince is loving it. So he's always got a Vince packet of nuts backstage. in his shorts. Vince is backstage saying, these nuts, these nuts. It's getting a bit much. Um, Teddy, he tries to recruit Scott and Rick. <laughs> I thought he was anti... I, I, I don't... Oh, it is to Josh Matthews. No, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know if it's funnier because we're white watching it. Maybe. Uh, that he's, where he calls Matthews a cracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the cracker line. I've always chuckled it's at the cracker for you, line. cracker. Always chuckled at the cracker line. Um, also backstage, we see Eddie. He welcomed the new recruits to the SmackDown locker room. Great, but great champion. Booker is so... Like, welcome, welcome to our show. Enthusiastic. The funnier. Well, that's how he should be, the locker room leader. He's, that's how exactly how he should be. He's just trying to welcome everybody, make everyone feel happy. But not Booker's welcome. not happy. In, in what... Potentially could have been quite a good feel. Why did we not have this going Well, because Bradshaw. And we're going to get to that cunt in a very short period of time. <laughs> Texas Trump. I'm sorry for the, for our loyal listeners that stick with us every single week slash month. This is going to be a horrible train wreck because I fucking hate Bradshaw. I love, absolutely love APA Bradshaw. Love. And it's not about the azing. Or all the backstage stories, or all the bullshit you hear about John Layfield. I'm on about JBL, the wrestling character. I fucking hate him because he's shit. He's not. He cannot wrestle. He because that's why he's in a tag team. We we world champion Ron Simmons. Who he was put. He was Justin Hart Bradshaw. Before that, he was Blackjack Bradshaw. He was a bag of bollocks, Bradshaw. Up next. The damn Dudleys versus the damn Bashams. I love the no brothers that aren't no brothers versus brothers versus brothers. <laughs> no one's a brother in any of this. Did you notice the Basham got new outfits though? I was just about to say. Be what do you reckon? That velvet looking? Yeah. Um, sex parlour looking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they are. Um, generic Dudleys win. Uh, do you not feel like Dudleys are getting a bit like the tag team version of Brother Dam? It's getting a bit... Saving. This was a bit too long for my liking. Dudley's really should have just 
squashed them essentially. Yeah, but why though? Because I've been pushing the Bashams in recent times, and aren't we going to be pushing them going forward? That's not until summer. That's even still. That's after Bash. Even still, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It is a few months away, but we can't be proper job into them. But Douglas and a new team from Rolling. Fuck the Douglas! I do agree with what you're saying, though. They are the new team from Raw. But surely to give it a bit of longevity as well. What is the point when the Bashams getting proper jobbed out with in five seconds to then six, months, five six seconds. months later? I know what yeah. you're saying, but six months later, when the Dullers become champions, inevitable, then the Bashams, are they now credible contenders because they jobbed them out on the debut within five seconds? It's less than five months. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, elsewhere, Booker T pleads his case to Kurt Angle and gets a title shot out of it. So, going forward, Booker T versus Guerrero. I can take yes, that. I please. can take that. We get Charvo versus Spack. So, two raw guys getting instant title matches yeah, on the first night. Um, like I said a bit ago, we're seeing Spike trying the cruiserweight style where for the last however many months we've seen him, he's been wrestling against the bigger guys and getting just mm. tossed around all over. But it was an entertaining match. Uh, Charvo wins backbreaker <laughs> about four minutes. Thoughts? One main thought was Taz made a comment about Spike being able to dominate the cruiserweight division. I'm not sure if that's the smartest thing or the stupidest thing he's ever said. <laughs> so obviously going forward, Spike does become yeah. the guy in the cruiserweights. Well, it, I like when he becomes like Bullet's, uh, Bubba Ray's boss. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely genius. Um, so up next, it's time for the debut of John... Bradshaw, lay build. You know, then the audacity of Bradshaw and ask Farouk if they can still be friends. Oh, what's this? What is this? Well, it's, wow. it's obviously Bradshaw. Wow, looking a little different. Well, you know what? what the, well, I still can't believe Bradshaw turned his back on his longtime friend. Farouk was like a brother. They were closer than brothers, Taz. Ladies and gentlemen, John Bradshaw Lakefield. John Bradshaw Layfield. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I like the 10 count. I do like that. Looks like it's a unique look. Well, Bradshaw, very uh, successful financial analyst. And those who don't know it, I like the new Bradshaw. If you'll listen, I'll explain to you what happened last week. Because I really feel that I was horribly, horribly misunderstood. Oh, come on. If you'll just listen to me, you'll understand and you'll appreciate the fact that what I did was the right thing. You see, Ron Simmons, you don't understand. He's my best friend. He always has been. We drink more beer and we've been up more roads than most of you people can ever imagine. So when Paul Heyman quit Monday Night on Raw, I knew this was my chance. I knew this was my chance to get Ron's job back. I knew this was my chance to make sure that the APA stayed in business. But I'm not going to do that. 
if Vince was a Texan, this is how it's like Vince is living his life through his best mate. Who's, I imagine he's made him a lot of money over the years on the mm. stock exchange. They go golfing together, you all the stories. Fuck JBL. But yeah, Mike, come on, it's up to you, over to you. So I, I, fuck JBL. Fuck JBL. Yeah, give me some How j- do you think the pitch meeting went though? Like, we're going to turn JBL heel. Why? You're bringing him out as this rich guy. He could just pay for his friend to come back or we'll pay the next general manager to bring his friend back. So why don't you do that? Because he's going to be a heel now. Why? Because he's rich. Why does that make him a heel? Because he's a heel. And he's rich. And he's rich. Exactly. He just gets to be a racist. He's a racist, he's a racist heel, rich guy who gets to kick Mexican people over the border. What an, to be fair, when they approach JBL, because in real life, he's a racist, rich, Texan, heel. Everything the character is. That's why JBL's a fucking wanker. He's, he's just a dickhead. He's Trumpicard from Texas. Absolutely. I, it's weird why they never kind of incorporated JBL and Trump together. Or did they? I don't believe they ever did. I know they brought Trump in with their hair versus yeah, hair and stuff. But that's yeah, JBL has nothing to do with that, was he? So it's, um, yeah, he was on SmackDown still. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so JBL is going to be the next big fucking thing on SmackDown. I cannot fucking wait. To, to be over. And it is your time for your SmackDown world title match. Eddie Guerrero versus Booker T. But who stops Booker T on his way to the ring? Thurman. Uh, see, this my issue here is... Jo- Speaking of racists. Yeah, but we've we've taken Bob Holly out of the main event since Bob yeah. Lesnar. And now it's like they're trying to push him in the main event again. Him, but why when you you're pushing fucking APA Bradshaw? <laughs> so are you telling me that if parallels world universes and all that jazz that we could have at WrestleMania JBL versus Thurman for the World Heavyweight title? <laughs> Or WWE title even. I do find it odd though this time of uh, this time period. If you're not a guy from Reality Show, you're not really the title. You've got to be established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've got to be. Seen as the only. If it takes a long time. So yeah, but is that not what the problem has been for a long time? It's only seen Batista and Orton. Where we've hit 2020, Happy New Year again, um, and we've got handful of established main eventers, and we're still throwing backs to you. Triple H's and your fucking Undertakers and your Canes yeah. because back then you were allowed to there were nobody else the roster was so small compared to especially it is now there's hundreds of wrestlers in WWE it's too big but even like back in 2003 they actually do need a fourth 2004 it was big but they didn't they didn't allow everyone to be given that spotlight now they do where you watch like if you look like a month block of Raw and look at every match they probably have a hundred wrestlers that are probably wrestling that month. Where back in 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, or whatever, you probably only have 20 wrestlers that are wrestling the two hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. So you get maybe, maybe 30 wrestlers that are pushed, maybe. So you get a lot of emphasis on, you get a lot of TV time, a lot of time to get invested in that character. Where you don't anymore. And that, that, I think that's one of my, for me personally, that's one of my biggest gripes. That you're not given enough time, even though you've got gazillion hours to air your shit and your own network um, so the end of Guerrero and Bugsy a super kick puts Eddie down gets a two count axe kick misses however Eddie gets the rolling verticals goes up frog splash but fucking JBL runs in DQ 16 minutes 
Oh, fucking marvellous. So we are going to get... Why does Booker not go straight for JBL? Because he's not part of the main event. Heel, heel, heel. No, he's not part of it. Don't you think... If I know we dick on uh, Booker's music. Yeah. Fits in perfectly as heel. Oh, no, it does, because it's a change. Because it's a switch. Can I remember when Rikishi... Because he's not doing that jumping. When Rikishi went from... Bad to bad man. To bad, he's a bad, bad man. Um, so that was smack of the down um, overall thoughts and then we'll touch on a bit of the old dirty 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 <laughs> dirt sheets uh, it was an okay show but it, J, why did Booker, Booker not go after JVL that made no sense because he's not part of the new main event and now but now having JVL in the main event yay <laughs> what's worse hardcore Holly in the main event or JVL in the main event what's worse hardcore Holly in the main event or JBL in the main event? As of now? Mm. Hardcore Holly only happened once. <laughs> Hardcore Holly doesn't get, win the title. Um, do you want so a bit of the old dirty, dirty, dirty sheet news? Um, the general feeling backstage is that Paul Heyman will be better suited to a ma- as a manager in order to help get some of the more weaker heels on the SmackDown brand over with the fans. Um, basically so they can try and give Eddie Guerrero new challengers to defend his WWE Championship against. Uh, the WWE also mm-hmm. wants to continue the mini-programme between Heyman and John Cena that started several fucking weeks ago in order to help Cena get over even more as a face. So the WWE thinks that Paul Heyman could be a modern-day version of the two greatest managers that have ever come through the doors of WWE, Captain Lou Albano and Classy Freddie Blassie. Uh, so that is the main reason I probably should start, the reason why they've taken him away from the general manager role. Um, which is interesting because going forward, he doesn't really manage anyone that Apart from Brock, Don't again, listen. again, yeah. Did we not get Jindrak? Did he not manage him at some point? Uh, no, it's Ted Longman. Oh, Ted Longman, of course. That's, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant a bit future. I'm getting confused with someone else. Did he not manage? Because I don't. I rec- until he comes back with um, Brock, like fucking 2012 or whatever. I, I still go to recall what he's even done. Is and then I don't remember the ECW stuff. Uh, yeah, he's managers Van Dam. Yeah. And Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> Again. It's always going to be Big Show. Um, and also, unfortunately, WWE has come to the the release of two of its most popular superstars. Terry Runnels. Did you even know she was even employed? And have we ever covered an episode of Raw or SmackDown where Terry Runnels has been on it? Backstage, you know, so. <laughs> Apart from... Oh, yeah. Is she through The Rock, maybe? Yeah. When, no, uh she, she ended up getting her pants pulled down in the middle of the ring. Oh, yeah, for Arco Tile. No, she lost, didn't she? No. For a long time. We've discussed this. <laughs> go back and listen to all the episodes, and guys. Let us know. Fuck Terry Reynolds, but also, Sean O'Hare has now been released by WWE. Obviously, we've not seen Sean O'Hare for a long time. He got injured. Vengeance? He came back. Well, he's been, no, he's been scrapping on Velocity for a bit. But, yeah. Such a shame. Because obviously... It's not long enough. It's not long until he passes away. And it's... I, I, it's one of them wrestlers that you feel that, you know, maybe if he would have stuck yeah, around a bit they, longer and, yeah. I don't know, she had such a good fucking gimmick going with him as well. Um, so, it's weird though, because obviously neither of these becomes, comes a surprise because A, like we've just said, we didn't even realise Terry Rose was still there and B, Sean O'Hare. Probably got released ages ago. Ages, ages. Um, also, WB.com have announced the following. As we're aware, Triple H has been... Uh, traded back to Raw for Booker T and the Dudleys. But also, 
Miss Jackie and Rico have been sent over to SmackDown in exchange for A-Train and Chuck Palumbo. I wonder where Palumbo was. I told you A-Train were going to roll. I told you I remembered him I wonder where Palumbo had gone. Um, and also, Stone Cold Steve Austin was arrested earlier today on another assault what? charge after he got into a domestic dispute with his current girlfriend. According to KSAT Channel 12, out of San Antonio... I feel like this is. I feel like we've recovered this. On this is on our news broadcast. I was just going to say, I feel like we've covered this. Um, so yeah, Austin beat up his bird. Uh, <laughs> visit our YouTube channel. Visit YouTube. <laughs> oh man, I put link that, in the description. I put that in my notes twice. Uh, so yeah, Austin's beat up his bird, and it goes on. I'll jump ahead with some of my notes that I've got going forward. Um, it gets but released. He could be named at the time. Well, no, it gets released. Uh, they. The, the original report is they can't come to negotiations on a new contract. Uh, but yeah, so Austin's gone. And I don't believe we ever see Austin as a prominent character on screen ever again. Another one we've lost. Puts Brett in the Hall of Fame. Comes back with Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley at WrestleMania. Then he goes into Hall of Fame. After the Brett. Oh yeah, that's a bit earlier than that. Yeah, But yeah, it's bye bye Austin. So another one, gone. It's the era of JBL and John Cena and Eddie Guerrero. That's the new era. That, that's where it all begins. Just Smackdown. Raw's just Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Raw, are you ready? Yes. March 29th, live from Cincinnati, Ohio. As always, Evolution come out first and Orton is calling out Mick Foley. Calls him a coward, but apparently a pro Mick Foley appreciates pain because he's coming out to answer and the inevitable is probably going to happen and he's going to get his ass kicked. What do you reckon? Opening segment, Evolution as always. Did you catch that Flair can't call himself a tag team world champion? He calls it, he says, uh, Dave and I will defend our world titles. Because he's a world champion. He's, a, he's added that to record. You know, he's added that to fucking world championship record. He's a world, get rid of the tag bit, it's a world titles <laughs> and he's a world titles champion. He's, he's, I've got he the, has I've got the world titles. Um, we see the Raw Jumpers backstage. And yeah. Why is Garrison Cade with the Bellends? Well, I think it could be a Bellends. All Jobbers? Is it just Jobber Central there? If is that the Jobber locker room? Do you know, like, if you're, if you're Rosie and you're superhero in training, you're shit. If you're a Bellend in training, are you a semi? Uh, so yeah, we see all the jobbers backstage, and they're all going into Jerry into like uh, a little initiation of the raw locker room to miss whoever comes in, and it's got to be Coach Cunt, hasn't it? Of all the people to of walk in, of all the people it could be, and that leads on to what we get a backlash: Coach Cunt versus Tadger. Why? Jerry's not the best wrestler. He's good at what he does. He's good. At, he's amazing at what he does. But brilliant at what he does. He's, but this means that Coach Cunt's got a batter in for 20 minutes. And then Tadgers does the fucking... But... <laughs> right, Mister. Think about it this way. Coach Sherry speaks English. Yeah. Jerry's English isn't that strong. Yeah. Calling spots. Oh, this is probably... I don't imagine there's going to be many spots on it. I think it's just oh, going to be... It's like... Do this, yeah, do this. Do this, do this. Then take a few kicks, give one, two, three over. We're not going to see a 30-minute fucking technical masterclass. Um, up next, Nidia versus Molly fucking Holly. More miraculous hair growth. As I've got. got an idea. Let's start a weekly thing called Rate That Wig. Okay. 
So this week... I'll give it a 4 out of 10. Curly brown hair. I'd give it a 4 out of 10. What were we saying compared to the last time we saw? Because the last time we saw... So, you're going, so, right. so, right, so we're using... Right, so, we're using Mona, the season in the match. Yeah, but we used Mona as the last time we saw her. She had the blonde locks of Mona. Yep. And that stayed on until it was ragged off by Lita, was it, at the end? Um, so, if we're saying... Because I liked Molly Mona. Molly Mona, so we'll put her... Uh, if we go, so, zero is bald. Zero is Sinead O'Connor. Tens, Molly Mona. Where does Molly Ivory fit? <laughs> Four. Four. Okay, yeah. I'll cope with that. I'll cope with that. It looked alright, but it came off too easy. Well, it, it's not helping because she keeps losing. As Nidia is now 1-0 on the Raw brand, the new hero of the Roman's division is Nidia Noble. What overall thoughts on the, on the... I don't know what you even describe it. Match. <laughs> it wasn't much, was it? It was a match. Yeah. It was on Raw. Yeah. That's our women's segment for the week. Yeah. Well, if you don't count Trish. She's more involved in the men's than she is yeah. a woman's storyline, I suppose. For some reason, Lita gets involved. Yeah. Because fongs and that are history. Because Canadian dollars... <laughs> Who's uh, you turn Christian down? Meanwhile, we go backstage to Eric. He books Edge versus Kane at Backlash. Um, which, yeah, I don't know. Is Edge proper 100% ready? Because if he's not, and I think he's not because they're playing it with the broken arm yeah. using that as a distraction. I don't know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I want him to put I'm that mask back, back on. Looking forward to this one. Put the mask back on. Oh, it definitely needs the mask back. 100%. You could, have, you could have started this uh, tonight. Yeah, why not? Do you, know, I'd, you could have, do you know what they need to do? I'd, for me, take him off TV for a few months. Not even a few months, one month. And then just bring him back shock all of a sudden to save someone. So a big face came, like he did back in like 2000 with DX and stuff, and he come back with Paul Bearer. Do you know, just that sort of stuff. Just let's forget it all ever happened. Like when he came back with John Cena back in like 2012 or yeah. whatever it was. Just forget that the non non mask happened and just don't forget about it. Just it's Vince, it's wrestling. Forget about it. <laughs> just forget about it. Um, and then we see Triple H being Triple H and laying out Hurricane before he comes out to grace us with his presence and he promises that he'll get the world title back as he wants his shot at Backlash because he is the franchise. Because and obviously the shot about franchise it makes you think Shane Douglas is going to come <laughs> could you fucking imagine so four way at backlash Shane Douglas he wins and he's, he wins and he slams world title down it's a piece of trash <laughs> so at backlash Douglas back as Shane comes back as Dean oh god jeez oh, fucking to be fair I love Dean Douglas I'm not going to lie I'm not going to lie um, then Bischoff comes out and he does make I think make, Triple H wrote his lines for him well he makes the inevitable happen as we get backlash where it all begins again as it is for the last time ever apparently in this your lifetime our lifetime this decade last decade any decade Benoit Michaels Triple H world title backlash um, I've not watched it yet I've watched three quarters of backlash um, I don't remember it I don't but remember the match. I remember I'm the outcome. I'm sure it's not as good as Mania because I remember Mania and I remembered Mania before I watched it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think this... I want to see one-on-one Benoit Michaels 45-minute main event pay-per-view. Yes. Fuck Triple H, but we're not going to get that because Triple H. 
Meanwhile, is his title? Evolution, they let out Shelton Benjamin for laughing at him during the draft, which is a nice bit of continuity because it did uh, focus on Benjamin and he did were pissing himself when Triple H did get drafted. So I'm liking that. And it's a nice way of introducing Benjamin into Evolution. That'd be great. Absolutely. Lance Storm joins us. Fifth member. Oh, I don't mean like that, but yeah, I'll be down for that. Uh, Lance Storm joins us, and he's angry about the awful, awful music and the silly dancing. He's back in his tights. And he's back. He's, he's kind of serious for a minute. Uh, so Rhino versus Lance Storm is up next. Imagine if Lance had gone to SmackDown. But go, go, go! In thirty seconds, what is the why? What are we doing with Lance? Come on! But imagine if Lance had gone to SmackDown. Lance why versus not? Haas. Lance versus Eddie for the world title. Versus Cena. Uh, I, right, Lance is never going to be taken serious because Vince must hate him. Vince must be like, A, he's WCW, he's not me, he's not my creation. And B, have you ever spoken to him? He's dull as fuck. That must be how Vince sees it. Vince loves charisma. Vince loves yeah. just fucking just wildness. Do you know what I mean? He books outlandishness and it seems that he couldn't be further from the truth when it comes to Lance Storm. He's, he's just... Uh, but technical-wise, wrestling-wise, George Lance Storm was booked with Paul Heyman as his gaffer. Be amazing. Yeah. Landstorm is just a silent killer. Just a Canadian killer. And you book Canadian him versus assassin. Benoit. The Canadian assassin versus the, the crippler. <sighs> yes. Shut up and take my money. Where's that mean? Um, meanwhile, Tajiri. Uh, he kind of practices his, his English a little bit by trying to weasel. I wouldn't say weasel out of it, maybe. But I don't think he's he wants coach. But coach gets him a match against Kane. It's not working for Tadges, is it? No. We're building to Backlash, where Tadges is going to fight Coach, and Kane's getting thrown in. I can't remember. Why not Coach pay Kane or find some way so when we get to Backlash, it's Coach versus Tajiri. Sorry, Kane versus Tajiri at Backlash. I feel like we're doing this in an awkward way, in a very weird way. Yeah. Because Kane, why is Kane getting ordered around? Yeah, because Coach says so. He's going to fight Tajiri. Sip his checks. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think King cares about stuff like that. But I can't remember blatant on-screen racism being okay in 2004. I don't know. It was okay in 2003. It's a dollar. It's a towel. How big it always has been. It always has been with Oriental wrestlers. Yeah. And this was always something I've said a long time about where people get shocked with the treatment of people like Nakamura. Asuka, Carrie Sane, uh, or whatever they call her, um, because he didn't care about Tadges, he never cared about Taka, Funaki. It, the list is endless, endless of Oriental wrestlers who have even gone way, way back to Tenryu, uh, Kabuki, uh, Hakushi. Yeah. There's hundreds of them you go back to um, that have come through WWE's doors and fucked off over the years. Yokozuna. Yokozuna was probably the best one, but he was he fucking was, he Samoan. This is what I mean, do you know what I mean? He was probably the best Asian. He wasn't even Asian. Um, but yeah, he doesn't care about them. And then people are surprised at the treatment of Nakamura and Asuka and all them. It's like, well, I've not watched it in the past. He doesn't kind of like Asian. He's JBL. Vince McMahon is JBL. Up next, Raw Tag Titles. Flair Batista against Benoit and Michaels and your special guest referee, Johnny Spade. Nitro? Nitro? So, we have a new gimmick, maybe, for Johnny Spade. 
Johnny Monday, Johnny Raw. <laughs> oh man, Johnny fucking surname. Have they even acknowledged that he was from Tough Enough? No, he's just Johnny Bischoff. Johnny Assistant. <laughs> Johnny Bitch Boy. Yeah, Johnny T-Boy. Um, so yeah, what did you make to uh, the tag team title match? Uh, I liked how we got that. Oof, fucking hell. Oh, bastard. As Michaels yeah. and Benoit became the champions for a minute. That was shocking because I didn't think Michaels wins another tag title until... Cena. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Again, someone else is feuding for the world title with. Of course. Um, Who was the... That's when he was tag champs for Austin as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael's always been tag champs. Ever since, like, the Rockers, he's always been tag champs. Same as Cena. He's been tag champions with various fucking random fuckers over the years. Um, if you're feuding with him, fuck it. Let's stick him with tag titles. Miz, fucking... Otunga. <laughs> with the Nexus. When they restart the match, they mind Flair's not legal man. Flair goes for a cover. <laughs> Why does he count? Because wrestling. Because he's not a legal man. You just said he's not a legal man. That's fucking stupid. So, yeah, so it looks like Benoit Michaels are going to win. The referee, well, Batista complains. <laughs> and it gets overturned because VAR. <laughs> Fuck VAR. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk John about on VAR? Fuck no, because I've had enough of it ranting all day, every day, for the last fucking <laughs> six months or whatever. Um, so, VAR overturns it. Uh, Benoit and Michaels. They're not your tag champions and still your tag champions are evolution. I quite like how the new best friends, Michaels and Benoit, beat up Johnny Nitro and Mundo. Yeah. After the after the match. Um and then we see Shelton Benjamin. He's back he's complaining about his beating to Eric Bischoff. And Stone Cold butts him and he concurs telling him to challenge Triple H tonight. And straight away I'm thinking just I can't remember this. I can remember him fighting, but I can't remember one. Please let Shelton go over. And oh my god, give it a fortnight when he's 2 and 0 against the game. Oh my god! I'm like, yes, Shelton fucking Benjamin. Shelton. Alright. I'm done. Good advice. No logins that, is there? Yeah, no logins that. No listen to this son, bitch. You know, Shelton, your first night on Raw, you got a chance to make a name for yourself. Basically, you got a chance to start all over. Make a name for yourself as a singles competitor. You shake this man's hand, you're saying to the world that I'm a sellout, I'm a coward, I'm yellow, I'm nothing. Don't shake this man's hand. Hell, if I was you, I'd be a man, and I'd go out there and I'd challenge Triple H to a match. That's how you get things done around here. Do something. That's your advice? Yeah. Damn right, that's You know what, advice. I think it's good advice. I'll tell you what, Eric. I want a match tonight against Triple H. You've you, you got to be kidding. No, I'm you not. You want a match tonight against Triple H in the mood that he's in? Yes, that's right. I'll tell you what, Shelton. Be careful what you wish for. Because you're going to get it. Tonight it's going to be Triple H versus the new kid on the block. You. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Sheldon. I hope you know what you're getting yourself into. Good luck, kid. Up next, how about real time? Trish comes out doing Jericho's entrance and did you catch what JR said? She's mocking Bischoff. How? I don't know. <laughs> it was wrestling. Fucking JR. 
Because fucking JR. AW. <laughs> Um, Nostalgia's I think bitch, isn't it? my issue was with Trish um, I don't know she just felt, I felt like we're going back in time the wrestling's progressing yeah. the character's progressing the promos we're going back to TNA Valvinas era um, but Jericho brings out the old school filthy dirty disgusting brutal bottom feeding trash bag whole line but that's Steph that is Steph it's like um, coming up with a list I like the And list. then I like just the change a couple of words. And then bring it back in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> so Trish is the guest. Um, we get the generic stuff what you'd expect where she's saying, well, any man, she would up, they'd up on one leg uh, to sacrifice themselves and save them. Uh, save Trish Stratus. And that man was Christian. Um, and I love, I absolutely fucking love the fact that she's kind of got a point. And she's saying that Jericho... Has been a bit of a pussy ever since this bet. And he has. He's gone from being cocky, healy, horrible knobhead Jericho to being wimpy, saggy, pathetic, yeah. feel sorry for me Jericho. So I can understand why Trish has fucked him off for uh, the creepy little bastard. I was a world champion once. I can understand. We get the usual, what it like it was like with Stephanie. But now with Trish, where she gets consoled by newest and dearest, hands over the ears, as it's confirmed for backlash, it all begins again as it's Christian versus Jericho. Oh, is it? Well, we'll see. He says he got the match. Well, it's we where didn't it, say what that match was. It all begins again. Um, up next, Tadgers versus Kane. No DQ. Why didn't he do the black mist straight away and blind the fucker like he did Nidia? One minute forty-four. Tadgers gets hammered. Edge comes out. Spears Kane. That's the build. How are these fighting? I don't understand. Why is Kane pissed off with Edge, and why is Edge pissed off with Kane? Edge is pissed off with Kane because he's got a wrestler at pay-per-view. Kane's pissed off with Edge because he's speared him because of that. Looking like very much like Triple H. That's not. I may add. I know how the roidy fucker. He's he's he's, he's been on the old um, Icor Pro, hasn't he? Fucking hell. That. That is some serious increase. Steroids. That's some serious steroids when he's been away. Uh, meanwhile, Chris Benoit, he gives Shelton a pep talk. Um, it's like everyone backstage fucking despises Triple H. And it doesn't matter who the guy is who's fighting Triple H, suddenly everybody else is It's nice to see some continuity. You know, it's, it's also nice to see somebody... It was, it was three months ago. Like, this could have been done the other way, where Shelton could have been seen as the underdog that's got no chance. And ben, ben was saying, look, mate, you've probably got no chance, but give it your best shot. He's saying, no, come on, make your fucking debut, go out there, do him in. Come on, it's your time to fucking shine, brother. Ain't no stopping me, yo! He's walking down a corridor, it was like a cutscene in a video game. Yeah, very much so. It was very generic how he was walking down it as well. It looked like a video. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, like 2K. So, up next then, let's less about 2K the fucking better. Uh, up next, Triple H versus Shelton Benjamin. Um, I love how they must have a lot of faith in Benjamin because this is your main event of the evening. Yeah. Um, it's not just a throwaway mid-card match. And he gets Triple H, you know, that guy who doesn't put anyone over. Fucking Zachary. Um, Ric Flair, he nails Benjamin towards the end of the match behind the rush back, drawing Benoit. Uh, but Benjamin recovers, Stinger splash on Triple H for the upset victory in nearly 20 minutes. Yes. Come on, oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
out there. Television wants this match. He wants it. You can feel it. Oh, you look. can see look it. Look at Flair. Look at Flair. Look at Flair. Look at Flair. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, oh Flair's like money in the bank. Flair just with that right hand. And I cannot believe that the difference in this match may be Rick Flair's right hand. Stay in your corner, Benoit. You leave Nick alone. Benoit's the bully of the three. Splash in the corner. Just the athleticism of Shelton Benjamin is incredible. And working with Triple H just improves that even more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That out, that clothesline he does to the outside. I I that, love, um, I think, I don't, going forward, the clothesline off work. the top. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Brilliant. I remember the Did first time I ever saw his uh, dragon whip with his kick. I yes. was so impressed by that. So impressed. And to be fair, on Triple H, he could have like done the whole tackle with Chinoco, Brooklyn Brawl <laughs> and said, I'm not going over. But fair play, the new guy I'm raw. Um, you can understand why probably Vince has gone, right, well, I'm splitting up a massive team and we need to like go out for leather and we're going to put him over. And what bigger guy to go over than fucking triple bastard Allen? Yeah. Who never wow. puts anybody over? Fucking wow. Um, so yeah, what do you reckon to that episode of uh, Money Night Rock? I think the main event sold it. Uh, I, I think it's the... I think that's the thing. It's, it's now... It's an, I think the tactic they use these days, the Daniel Bryan tactic, the Kofi Kingston tactic. Yeah, I think it's your last The bit. Seth Rollins tactic, where um, we big it and big it and big it and big it to get to the point where it's got to go alpha lever, and it did. Um, I think big things for Shelton, my only concern... Is his female six dire? Yeah, it's so the worst thing is, it gets better. This is the highest he gets. The, how higher can you get though? Because you're world champions, yeah, but that's Benoit. So how? Where do we go from there then? So in a different parallel, in a parallel universe, do we go Triple H from Benoit and then Shelton from Triple H and then Orton from Shelton and then Triple yeah. H from Triple H from Shelton that yeah. way? Uh, Triple H from Orton that way. Sorry, that'd be perfect. Is there enough time though? Because if you think when does so yeah, Benoit drops it to Orton at SummerSlam, so it, during that period of time we could have the Shelton drop and then back to Triple H, then to back to Benoit, back to Orton that way then. Or Shelton takes it off Orton. Yeah. Triple H takes it then off Shelton. Yeah, could work that way. And then you work, you leave Orton's then Maven up returns. Or and Maven open. takes it off everybody in a championship scramble after winning the rumble <laughs> in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, mate, don't that's that get me excited. That. Uh, so, are you ready for a bit more smack of the down? First of April two thousand and four, taped from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome the new general manager of SmackDown. 
and gentlemen at the current angle, putting his career on hold for you, Cole, for me, and for most importantly, our SmackDown fans to be our new general manager. Hey, that thing in the ring behind Kurt Angle in that, in that black blanket, what do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe a surprise? No, probably. The general manager of SmackDown, Kurt Angle, is here to let us know that he's building a bigger, better SmackDown and he needs someone special to step up and be a hero. And the prize... Well, you know, a he made the ultimate sacrifice by giving Alan back to Raw. For three people, my friend. For three people. Um, and the prize for being the new hero of Smack of the Down... US Championship. ...is a trophy. And... It's the Great American Award. That's the US Championship. And potentially a world title shot. Maybe. That's the US Championship. Maybe. Um, so we're going to have... So we've got two US champions on... No. What we're going to have is a load of bollocks... Right, so we're going to have a series of qualification matches that result... So we're going to get a tournament. ...just giving it some cunt anyway. That cunt being fucking acolyte, Brad. So we're going to have a tournament to determine the number one contender. No. Because I enjoyed that matches. last year. It's not a tournament. It's qualifying matches for a trophy. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Smackdown's going downhill fast. Yeah. Where's Steph? Where's Steph? Hill fast. Opening contest of the brawl to fucking settle the score. Rikishi versus Big Show. Mid-card so, comedy. Monster heel. Are we, bullshit. Are all these matches going to be weight class for the first round though? How would that work though? Because there's probably more fattens than there is finnans. <laughs> so how does it work for the main event? Just the old fattens and th- like Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio versus Adrian Big Show and fucking Mark Jindrag. <laughs> Next <laughs> one's going to be the superstar. Um, elsewhere we get Bradshaw he arrives in his limo and he abuses the limo driver for speaking Mexican thus making him a stereotypical Texan millionaire Texas Trump racist build a wall around himself um, and then we get Rey Mysterio and Spider Lee versus Los Chavo Guerreros and did you notice Chavo's finally got his new music yes ooh Chavo ooh Chavo is finally here um, because his dad's going to need his old theme. I'm a bit concerned, though, about his dad's getting a lot more TV time than he should be, as in in-ring. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like a couple of months One of something over the Eddie feud. But, oh, no, it's carrying on. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a fun match. Spike getting the victory. I so, know. we are pushing Spike so back Spike in the get a division. No the match. Yeah, but fair play, though. We've drafted him, so why not use him? Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's, because he is a good little fucking scratchy fucking... Bollock bastard, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Kick fuck out of him. He's all right. Um, and just to annoy everybody, Bradshaw runs in, destroys all the cunts because they're small and Mexican and he's Texan. But why Spike, though? He's, he speaks English. Ah, he's not in Bradshaw's eyes. He's a fucking dirty ick. because you're hanging around with him. That's it. He's, he's, any association to them is an enemy of mine. Up next, Charlie Hass versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, Has new lime green lime yeah, green tights. Yeah, it's like, hey, Joe, we're gonna have to. Be, you know, He's got his new on more generic, proper jobber tie. The letters, don't you think? You know, when you want to create a wrestler, and you adjust the letters, move them, and yeah. they stretch out massively. Absolutely, yeah. So st- it was kind of like it, like arced round his ass cheeks as well as it went round. We had finished double count out. Uh, so point Pescado onto the chair and a point system, where, yeah. I've, 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 where are the rules for this? What are the points? Well, to be fair, the point system should just be 
as simple as this. Team Win. Angle lives. <laughs> Team Angle lives as Charlie Haas claims victory on the point system because Team Angle lives. Of course. And Shelton's going to boss Raw. Haas is going to be the fucking king of the mountain champion on SmackDown. This could have led to a US title run. This could have... Re- this could have... Fuck off. This could have... Re- fucking... Shelton Benjamin, world heavyweight champion against Charlie Ass, WWE champion. champion. Kurt Angle, special guest referee. WrestleMania 23. They're both down. <laughs> They're both on the back, got an arm over each other. Kurt's just like, what do I do? We go, back to, we go backstage and Booker T is pleading his case to Angle. So Kurt puts him in a qualifying match for the King of the Mountain against Bob fucking Furman. Uh, so Booker so versus let's, Bob. So try to push Bob Holly is a credible guy. Now, did you notice? Because I've watched, we watched this on the network, obviously, uh, that the WWE sort of like heat machine, let's say, was trying in full effect because the noise that the crowd was making compared to the the reaction from the crowd I was seeing was two different things. Mm. No one cares about Sparky, but WWE's pre-taped bullshit. He's trying to make you think that everybody fucking despises him. I don't know about that. I, I like Bob. I've always had a soft spot for old Furman. But do we need to really try that hard to put him over? Or not put him over in that way? You need to try a lot hard to put him over. Uh, no, he's always over in my eyes. Uh, Booker with the bookend. Ollie comes back with a boot. Uh, Booker rolls him up, uses the tights in a dirty heel bastard. 16 minutes or so, a long time for Booker T versus Bob Holly. Long time for Bob. Long time, uh, five Why are we back to Booker T's old theme again? Five minutes is a long time for Bob. I don't know, because it, it probably sells more merch. But the new one was <laughs> perfect for his heel. Uh, I, mean, to I f- said this I not know, long yeah, ago. Yeah. I don't know, Yeah, because fucking wrestling. Because Vince... It took him fucking three three years to change the graphic on the WWE tag titles on Raw. It's fucking Vince. Up next, Dudley's versus Akeon Sakoda. And we get a generic Dudley's match in four minutes. Miscommunication even from the heels, which obviously led to the Dudley's getting the 3D. But yeah, what happens now to us here? would rather take 3D than the Hulk around from Mysterio any day. Oh, 100% fucking hell. Um, But yeah, Akeon Sakoda for me, done. I'm surprised we're still here. Absolutely fucking done now. Um, I'll look yeah, at we're surprised we're still here. I said earlier, Dudley's for me, same old shit. Absolutely same old shit for me. It's, they are the tag team equivalent of our VD. Yeah. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm bored. And we've, they're probably going to put the titles on them and they're going to have the titles for the next six months. I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> Elsewhere, we see Eddie Grail bonding with the abused limo driver because Mexico. And up next... John Cena versus Nunzio and Johnny Stamboli um, in an absolute fucking squash. And we all get, we got shoulder block, shoulder block, throwback, F you, two minutes and 20 seconds or something. The doctor of Fugonomics. Fucking <laughs> FBI. Blink and you miss it. Absolutely. Palumbo was bit. the star of that team and he's gone raw And now. he's gone raw now. FBI are done. Absolutely done. And that was weird because that was your main event match. Because up yeah. next was your main also event. Also included a heel move from Cena. Threw a pack of nuts at a dog. Because these nuts. You can't throw it at a dog. These nuts. 
the, yeah, well, I forgot to say Rene Dupree was on commentary, and that is obviously going to be going forward. We're going to be getting is it Judgment Day, which is the next SmackDown yeah. pay per view. Rene versus Cena. A um, couple of months' time. Uh, so, yeah, main event interview. Kurt Angle. He returns to award the trophy. Uh, next week, he says, as the winner will be decided by an online poll. Which is open till midnight Monday. Mm. That's because SmackDown's taped on a Tuesday. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Bradshaw. He and they've drives got the right JBL winning. <laughs> that's it. Bradshaw, he drives out in his limo to brag about his financial acumen. Uh, apparently, he's taking the title, and there's nothing that Eddie can do about it. Eddie tries running to the limo, and he tries stealing his hat. Uh, and Eddie, he throws his hat into the crowd as we end the show. That's a $1,000 hat, you damn Latino thief. You bring it back to me right now. $1,000? You want your hat, Holmes? Well, come and get it, man. I ain't going nowhere. It's right here, I said. Hey, I'm in a $3,000 custom suit. I promise you right this. I would come kick your Bring my hat back now. Hey, Holmes. You got a big head, is it? <laughs> I mean, what is this? A, a 10-gallon hat? Hey, you, do you guys want to feel it? Help me feel this stuff. No. no. I mean, no. Yes. Yes. Anybody have like a beer cold? Don't you desecrate my hat! Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> man. That's a thousand dollar hat and you bring it back, you stole it! I'm gonna have you thrown in jail, Eddie! Anybody have like a half-eaten hot dog? A, a, God forbid a, a cold? Oh. Hey! That's not uh, right. I, I tell you what, man. Let's just, uh... Let's just all join in. Come on, what do you got? Yeah, there we go. Water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Come on. Anybody else? So, what did you think then? Smackdown overall? Texas Trump's just leaving a sour taste. It's turning into Raw. Yeah. But Raw's not getting no better. I'm starting to realise why the this era isn't looked on as fondly as the attitude. A hundred percent. Well, the thing is, but at the same we time, had, I think we've had that little peak of the, the, the weird, strange, yeah, we had the Smackdown 6 stuff, but we also had the weird, strange hangover of actual era storylines like fucking Al Wilson and Kate Vick and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, and now we're hitting a period of just weirdness. There's no storylines. Evolution's just controlling, bro. Smackdowns, nothing's really going on. JBL doesn't like Mexican. Mexico, Mexican. JBL doesn't like Mexico. But and John Cena doesn't like nuts. People. <laughs> These nuts. Gay people. Gay people. Michael Cole. Because Michael's gay in the eyes of John Cena. So then up next, April 5th, 2004, Monday Night Well on our way. The bouncing towards backlash we are live from Houston, Texas. So Triple H opens the show as per usual. Uh, comes out to discuss his loss to Benjamin, saying it'll never happen again in a million years, and he'll never lose again to Benoit in a million years. He says no one's ever beaten him, but well, Benjamin beat him last week, Benoit beat Mania. But no, you only Goldberg remember beat him. What, you only remember what given. happens next. <laughs> We're okay. No one beats Triple H. Um, but Sheldon Benjamin interrupts. He reminds Triple H who he is, and he challenges him to a rematch tonight. Triple H, of course, he's not down for that. But after a bit of back and forth, it's on. Um, and I still have Shelton's confidence here. Well, 
the thing is, the advantage of wrestling not being real, right, is that he knows that at the end of tonight, he's going to be 2-0 and against Triple H. And what if that's a start? Exactly. What other guy? You're the new guy. You're going over the big guy. Two weeks in a row. Oh, my fucking yes. Um, our first match of the night, Chris Benoit versus Robert Convey. Given uh, all the young up-and-comers yeah. this main event, as it seems. Uh, Johnny Nitro, who's now got Nitro's old theme music. I'm loving it. Um, he's the referee here again. Uh, Benoit starts chopping, but Nitro pulls him off. Uh, if Benoit touches Johnny, apparently he loses the title. Yeah. So what did you think to our opening contest of Monday Night Raw? Well, the start of it, there was something which really confused me. It's an untitled match where you can easily screw Benoit out of a yeah. victory. Yeah. So when Johnny's counting uh, Benoit and Robert in the corner, why don't you do a quick just five count? count? Him out and just get rid of him that way. Because wrestling. <laughs> uh, so the match yeah, only lasts about four minutes, three, four minutes. Uh, obviously, Benoit gets the victory with the crossface to move on and be strong. That is, you've got to be fair, yeah. what they are doing with Benoit, when, granted, it's only fucking Conway, but there's no point where you'd ever think he'd ever lose. They are building him very, very strong as a world champion. And rightly so. Do so. you think it's uh, kind of parallel world champion stories on World Smackdown? Uh, Both got a GM who don't want them to be the champ. Yeah. And both getting put in these little... Well, I say Eddie's probably having a more of a harder run with that big show and stuff yeah. like that. It's a bit more uh, tedious in it, match, fighting but... people like that. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Chris Benoit moves on. Uh, it bounces on towards Backlash, gets rid of Robert Conway. Up next, um, the return of one William Regal. Which did not get as big a pop as it should no, have got. not at all. Uh, and Eric Bischoff, he has a special task for him. Managing Eric's nephew, uh, Eugene Dismar. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, as it goes on to be known, um, what's it? Uh, yeah, this is a, a very difficult one to be talking about because it, let's take a step back and actually look at the gimmick. It's what's your gimmick? I'm the spacker. Think it's that's that's it. That the 2004 mindset is what's your gimmick? Well, I'm a. Uh, and that's wrong. Think about that's those. so fucking wrong. But yeah. Think you're, you're Nick Dismo. I right? still and find myself laughing. There, in OVW, you get the calls from Jim Cornette saying, you're going to Connecticut on Monday. You're going to be Eric Bischoff's nephew. And you're also retarded. <laughs> that's it. Thank you, fuck that's you, bye. It. That is it. It's such a weird gimmick, but yeah, it's so funny. It's even now, it's so funny and fair play to him. He grabs that gimmick by the balls. It. He's still doing it now. Uh, I have to uh, applaud Eugene for, or Nick Dismore for going, do you know something? Fuck it, yeah. But does not he think he looks a bit like, like a, a retarded Matt Bourne, don't the clown? He looks very yeah. similar, like, very similar in the face. I think the beard helps as well. Um, but yeah, Eugene is on the scene and things are about to fucking get crazy. <laughs> I do love Eugene. Um, up next, Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy and your Matt facts. Uh, he's broken his nose three times. Oh, and we've he, had that one before. And he never over-orders in restaurants. Smart lad. Keep mm. that bill as low as possible. Mm. And uh, did you notice where they again build where Jericho's from? Right, has it. Yeah, because everyone's moved out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think to the match? Jericho obviously gets the win with the... With 
Enziguri into the walls, which I was like, well, yeah, fair play, because the Enziguri is not a finisher, as we spoke about. It's a transitional move. Just like an elbow but, yeah, Matt Hardy, I don't know, he's, he's lost, in not he? He loses yeah. again. It's, it's a bit uh, stuck that, up That there. chair that Chrissy brought up did look comfy as fuck, though. <laughs> um, we go backstage, and we see Mick watching old tapes to get himself fired up for Randy Orton. Uh, I quite like that. It's because it, it, he's... Finds your battle. I think that he's got no. But he's, he's got to find that inner horrible bastard side that's Cactus Jack's side because the lovable Mick Foley writing books, cuddling, waving to people, and all that stuff. That character ain't gonna beat Randy Orton. No. Ain't gonna be able to cope with not just Randy Orton but the evolution and everything. Cactus Jack. Cactus what? Jack's a fucking nutter. <laughs> so he's got to get himself in that mindset. Um, he's, he says he's not just gonna kick his ass all over Edmonton but he will use his barbed wire baseball bat and he pulls out Barbie. So it's beautiful, little touch. Um, it's one of them gimmicks where you always want to see someone get proper struck with it, but you know that could never really happen. Because If you knew about Barbie, you saw that <laughs> You knew it was going to be. Um, Randy Orton, though, is worried, understandably. Uh, he's concerned he might have got himself a bit too deep now Barbie's involved I just love how it was panned straight into Evolution's locker room and Randy watching it he's got it's, it's getting inside his head as well and it's mind games it is all mind games because he knows even though I find it quite bizarre that the match that he walked away from is the match that he's walking into but yeah. anyway it is, it's all about the mind games it's, it's full circle oh well yeah I suppose uh, up next it is the rematch of all rematches with your special guest ring announcer, Ric Flair, your special guest timekeeper, Batista, and the official trainer with spit bucket and stool, Randall Keith Orton. That's how you guarantee victory. You level the battlefield. As it is, Triple H versus favor. Shelton Benjamin. Uh, absolutely fucking brilliant. That is just awesome, awesome spot. Speaking um, of, also moved house. From Robinsdale, Minnesota. Yes. To Orangeburg, South Carolina. Everybody's moving house. Everybody is moving house. Um, so, yeah, what did you make to the rematch? Uh, we get a bit better of a finish this time, where the Stinger splash leads to Triple H going outside, getting counted out after a ping off the post. Um, but, yeah, chilling, 2-0, what did you think? Even with all the shenanigans well, on and stuff going on out Batista outside. was a shit timekeeper. He was. Where was he for the final bell? <laughs> I don't care if, you've, if you're down. You get back there, you ring that bell. But they ended up uh, ringing Shelton's bell after the match. Yeah, it was. Uh, but then that leads on to what we're going to see going forward, where Benoit comes Why did it take him so long? To, were they all looking for each other backstage? Yeah, of course. Can you not remember back when. Um, the draft. With the draft, where yeah. Austin was at Gorilla but waiting why for the jobbers. Michaels like, would have been at Gorilla waiting for Foley with his dodgy legs to walk over. Everyone ready? Chris is like, boom, Chris, come on. Oh, Benoit's ready for ages. <laughs> Benoit's been ready for the second started. He just hit someone. Um, but we're already red Triple H went out but yeah uh, going forward it looks like some 8 man shenanigans is going to be happening before we bounce the backlash it's the safe bet up next in a fucking ridiculously stupid spot women's battle royal Lita Jazz Nidia who's now Puerto Rican because everyone's moved house Uh, Molly Stacey Gail Kim who's who's Korean Korean now now, and Trish Stratus Um, and we go to break yeah (laughs) and we come back. JR says we had several eliminations during the fight. No fucking shit. 
We got a break and we come back and there's three left. <laughs> and Chaz is eliminated straight away by Lita. And then it's down. And then we see some of the highlights. So we see, which is, to be fair, there's a couple that I'm impressed by. Not Stacey Keebler. That's awful. She just get kicked over the bottom rope. Uh, Molly. Molly goes the over the top. The rig did fall off. Yeah, so she, I'm, I'm going to rate that one. She goes over the top. In eight. Right, which is fair play. She goes over the top. Um, Gail Kim. She goes over the top. Uh, Nidia. She gets kicked off the ropes. Uh, Jazz. She goes over the top. So fair play to the ones that actually go over the top. Properly. Go a bit forward in time where you've got your Kelly Kellys and your fucking Marias and all that. They all go through the bottom rope and the middle rope and... Even before that, with your terries and your cats and all them sort of folks. Um, but yeah, so it's weird how we don't get any of the action apart from quick snap snips of what you missed when we were at adverts. As it's finally the final two, yeah, heroes of that era, Botch, Lita and Trish Stratus. Um So yeah, well, what did you reckon to the Battle Royale? That, uh, Trish, when Trish got eliminated, that dropkick was a bit too late. She should have done what Maven did. I mean, yeah. Took back. So, uh, Jericho trips up Trish. Trish turns around to look at Jericho. Drop so kick. Then, drop kick. Not wait till for to turn around. Sloppy drop kick. Over she goes. And got your winner going on to uh, backlash to fight Victoria. Botchleyer. But where's Molly's rematch? I don't know. What did you reckon to Molly's hair? Where we're putting it on the Molly ratio, on the hair ratio. Oh, you said 8 out of 10. Yeah. Didn't fall off. See, I'd say I'd, I'd go a bit lower because it was a bit boring. I think it was a bit nitty But it stayed on. But it, it did stay on. So durability over style yeah. over that time. All right. All right. I'm not going to eight. I'm going six. Yeah. I give it a hard six. Hard six. So yeah. Leah versus Victoria for the women's title. I'm a bit disappointed. I would have preferred Trish. Yeah. Because Trish has been the storylines. Trish has been the storylines, which is still going on. Mm-hmm. So just randomly throw women's title into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go backstage. William Regal meets Eugene. Uh, it, it's a blessing. It's a ple- I, do you know the thing is? It's a great fucking combination because it goes back for to me when Tajiri was with Regal from years back. Put Regal with someone a bit different. Yeah. And Regal excels. Regal does excel, and he does excel in this role. Even though Regal, for me, should be scrapping a bit more and not. Yeah. Because it's Regal. We want, we want to see him. Yeah. But Eugene's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking wrong. It's so wrong. So how pissed off must you feel though? All, all you're the, a technical wrestler. W want all, all these technical wrestlers. You're in OVW. All Vince wants to see is a guy. He's class. He's class. If you actually go back and watch some of his more stuff, he's so good. But now he's just a fucking. Ugh. <laughs> but to be fair it's you know Mr. when he actually wrestling. starts wrestling and he starts hitting stunners and rock bottoms and people's elbows man I remember I was popping my ass off I can't wait Leg I up. love him I love him but it's like what's your gimmick oh, I'm, I'm the rock what's your gimmick I was fucking spaz <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's so wrong so fucking wrong what's your what's your thing I'm expert <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eugene <laughs> Up next, Tajiri versus Christian. Uh, Tajiri gets the crescent kick for two, but Coast then trips him up and the unprettier finishes in two minutes. And Coast Tajiri for me is one well, of the, he's, We're on that slippery slope with, uh, with some of these pay per views where there's not a massive time scale between them. You've got the roster to build something. Yeah. If you had maybe a month longer. It's like if, oh, yeah, if pay per views weren't 
every fucking three weeks you've got to start building up to something and start again something fresh or carry on something else. Every eight weeks or something. And you've got to fill a pay-per-view. And you, so you've got to have matches like Tajiri versus Coach. But are you telling me the idea with drafting Tajiri was in the old fucking premise of, yes, he's going to wrestle culture at Backlash? I don't know. The PD. It might be fun. It might be fun, but, but Coach, I can't see him match it yet. I can't see any spots being called. <laughs> fucking no but it's not going to be a five star classic no this is going to be a knocking one out in Japan over it <laughs> if it was in the Tokyo Dome maybe <laughs> 17 stars so up to date then backlash card we've got Benoit Michaels and Trips for the world heavyweight title final encounter in a final encounter of Wrestlemania rematch Foley Orton for the IC title in the match that Foley walked out on Christian and Trish versus Jericho Edge versus Kane for reasons, and Victoria versus Botchley. I cannot. <laughs> How do you improve that card with the what you've got available now? How do you improve that part apart from bringing Test back and stick him in some? He needs to. I don't know against Lance Storm. That'll do for me. Maven. Where the fuck's Maven? Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of guys. Goldust. Oh, he's gone in there. Fuck. Goldust, Goldust released. Ah, he's gone. But there's a lot. To be fair. There's a lot more you could have done with, even with just them guys that you've said there. But Foley and Orton have got to have the payoff. Where's yeah. Batista? I mean, obviously, we get Flair versus sure. Shelton gets announced. So but Batista's going to be involved in that Batista somehow. will be involved in something somewhere, aren't he? And then um, same for uh, Triple Threat. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, we go backstage to William Regal, who's having a bit of a rant about Eugene. Uh, but he leaves him accidentally outside the door, which we all know with a uh, uncontrollable child. Don't leave them on their own. Well, you can't see them. As they go back out, Eugene's pissed off and he's on a commentary now. Uh, and it was brilliant. It was a great fucking... JR was actually... It was a great... JR was so fucking sympathetic to us. He'd come here, little lad. He'd come and sit on me. Well, let, let me sort your headphones yeah, out sort for your headphones you. Out. And then yeah, it was a great fucking transition of words where it started with Jerry going, you look a bit wacky. And he's like, oh, wacky, wacky. Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. Starts doing the bushwhacker stick and starts licking the shit out of Jerry's face, which King. I hope that wasn't on the script and it was just so everyone knew Impressive. about it apart from King. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. But uh, JR's uh, insult to King was just perfect. You might get food poisoning from me. <laughs> yeah. Up next, Kane versus the big fucking animal that is Rhino. Because Kane comes out because we're on again. Yes, because I, for, he's just for reasons. Bird? Well, it's just hot, wet towel, in it? Or it might just be hot towel. Like, he, likes, he likes to be nice and warm before he starts, nice and cosy. I think walking past fire to stop that. <laughs> um, proper squash. A minute and a half. Goes for the go. Don't work. Snaps the fucking rope. I guess, yeah, that was... It was strange because the, the rope breaks because uh, live TV um, and goes for the go. Only gets a two count, which is a strange one. And then straight up win. Do you think it's because the rope snapped? They just finished it straight away. Yeah. Uh, but they still obviously. obviously have to, I reckon probably were another match too happen or something. But they still had to like obviously get the spot in with Edge. So Edge runs in wearing his cast. Uh, goes to town on Edge on, on Edge on Kane. Um, Med me chuckle though. Kane tried to wedge the chair, but, but there was the no ropes, middle rope. The ropes are broke. So fuck it. I just throw it in the corner and launch him towards it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Edge versus Kane for reasons on it's still unexplained, really. Because uh, Edge speared Bischoff. And Kane all of a sudden is defending Bischoff's honour. 
Kane's not on the same show as his brother, is he? Well, that's what he wants. That's all he wanted. Oh, so that's the favour then? You keep me away and I'll do what That must be it. Shit. Oh, it must be. It must be. Uh, we go backstage and Michaels is pledging support to Benoit until though they go one on one on one. Um, he doesn't think Benoit has any chance of winning two matches in a row and Johnny Nitro makes Mick Foley give up the baseball bat for the moment so Benoit slaps him in the bad arm. <laughs> I do like that Johnny Nitro's getting no respect straight away. Uh, it's going to be weird to watch him how many months he fucks off before he comes back mm. as Eminem because I remember Eminem being quite a decent tag team and just from straight off the bat they were the titles in the debut night didn't they and stuff. Yeah. So, but at the minute he's just a dickhead. He's like coach level. And he won't tough enough. His coach is bitch. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking madness. Um, and we find out that next week it's going to be an eight-man evolution versus Foley, Michaels, Benoit and Shelton. It should be pretty cool. And Shelton is getting a push straight away. Boof! Into well, the main event. I'll say it's straight away a push. It's only because it's on a different show. Because he's, he's done main events with main eventers on Smackdown. Yeah. yeah. Benoit being one of them. Um and Raw goes off the air where everyone's brawling Evolution wins the battle uh, Benoit gets pedigreed onto a chair um, a couple of Evolution beatdowns in one show Triple H is running the show you actually would think that Triple H is getting the world title back at this yeah. minute in time as uh, we have bounced towards that's, backlash so that's yeah that's you have to book it though what, is, what did you think to Monday Night Raw? I, it was actually quite a fun one some good uh, just Eugene <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of Eugene according to those dirty dirty dirt sheets um, the decision was made to make Eugene debut on Raw um, earlier in that day and it was reported several times he's been an excellent developmental wrestler uh, and even though many are unsure of the gimmick big things are expected out of him um, now my thing about that is how then do you turn how do you make him into I'm a real boy do you know yeah. what I mean make him shit Oh, I don't know. Make him a superhero in training. Um, and in an interesting note, I found on the uh, old Lords of Pain archives, um, according to some editor, guy, journalist, I don't know if classifies journalism, um, several people apparently have emailed Lords of Pain to voice their discontent with the new Eugene Dismore character on Raw. A reader from another website sent in a complaint via email to WWE fan, fan services and received the following reply. So this is an official email back from like WWE's like HR or customer relations or whatever. Yeah. So thank you for your email to WWE. We have introduced a new character on Monday Night Raw, Eugene Dinsmore. Eugene is a person with a mental disability. His dream is to become a professional wrestler. WWE intends to portray the character of Eugene as a hero, as are many people with disabilities around the world, many of whom are WWE fans, who must everyday face challenges to live the type of life many of us take for granted. Eugene, despite the disability, will get a chance to achieve the dream of becoming a professional wrestler and we hope that Eugene's story will encourage other people with disabilities to strive to achieve their dreams, whatever they may, whatever they may be. So that's an official statement from WWE in regards to Eugene. So they're straight up saying, yes, he's, he's a little bit slower than everybody else. What? He's a veto. <laughs> Winder Licker, as Regal put it. as William Regal put it in a great line. Um, so, leaving, I think that is just a British term now. Leaving Eugene for a week, are you ready for uh, Smack of the Down, April the 8th? Um, obviously, Smackdown's next pay per view is Judgment Day. Which is a month away. Uh, so, it's, we've still got a nice bit. I think it's now time everyone's bedded in. Let's start getting some storylines running. Let's start building towards 
pay-per-views. It doesn't really, does it? It kind of is focused on main event. Yeah. Main event is the key because everybody at the minute is in the main event with the angle of the got and bullshit and all that stuff. JBO and Eddie. What other stories have we got? <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of it. Yeah, I, Rico wanting to bum Charlie Ass. Cena Renee, I suppose. Yeah, that, that does that. I think a couple more weeks that starts gathering a bit of speed, doesn't it, really? Um, so, as always, we are taped. Because it's smacker down, and this time we're from San Antonio in Texas. Uh, Bradshaw comes out to electrify the audience. Texas Trump. Uh, and promises to show us why he deserves the number one contendership. He then embraces his inner million dollar man, and he offers a thousand dollars to any fan who wants to wax his limo in under a minute. Of course, he pulls out a fan from the audience. Yeah, I never knew Kalisto was a car cleaner. <laughs> and then around half a minute, uh, he's looking good, but as the clock ticks down, oops, Mr. Bitch. JBL is as being the twat that he is, pulls some more wax on, and obviously, like Million Dollar Man back in the day, you were never getting the money. Uh, so yeah, I, I find it weird how he ends his promos like it's an election. Oh, it's, was I, this during? Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this during the? Was the American election on at this time? Ah, don't fuck knows. No idea. But everything he says, it sounds like Trump saying it. Political campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Cross over that rail. I'm sure you're used to crossing borders. Come on. Come on. Son, we ain't got all day. It's a two-hour show. Now get up here. Get in the ring. What's your name? Enrique. Piece of advice, go by the name Ricky, all right? You're in the United States. You wanna earn $1,000? All right. Take over for Paco. I'll put a stopwatch on you. Let's see what happens. Come on, Ricky. Let's make a deal. Paco, you got a replacement right here. I tell you what, Ricky, wait just a minute. I got a Rolex time right here. But you know what? These people may not believe me. So how about this? Can we get a clock put up right here? Perfect. We had technology like that on the border. We wouldn't have some of these problems. I tell you what, when I say go, you clean this within 60 seconds, you get $1,000. All right? Wow. One, two, three, go. Come on, Ricky. This is more money you can make in a whole summer of hauling hay. <laughs> Come on. It's more than you can make in three months of pouring concrete. Ricky's working hard. Look at him go. Come on, Ricky. Mama Cena's going to be happy with you. Come home with 1000 Dollars. 40 seconds, Ricky. I want it spick and span. Don't get on the horns. Watch the horns. 30 seconds, Ricky. You're going to get there. You got half a minute and you make $1,000. You're almost there. Don't miss the spot now. Ricky, I think you're going to do it. I think you're going to make $1,000 to take home. Hey, you're missing a little spot right here, okay? Well, oh. Ricky, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, uh, wait. 
You still got nine seconds. Hurry, Ricky. You can do it. You can. I'm sorry, Ricky. Oh, yeah. Careful, don't get in my custom suit. You can do it. You can do three. Come on, Ricky. Two seconds. Came close. Came close. I'm sorry, Ricky. He's a, I, I think that's kind of how JBL is always the character he's always been. It is like it's a spokesperson for the rich and the famous and the racist and the get out of my fucking land. Okay, make a reward. It must be based on racism. So, yeah. Um, Triple H don't want to work Tuesdays. So, he so is a racist. We've got Triple H opening the show on Monday Night Raw and now it seems that probably every week fucking the racist is going to open the show on Smack of the Down. Smackdown's getting bring back cruiserweights opening the show speaking of cruiserweights that little lad Scotty and his big fat mate Rick are going tag team action up next against the Duds why is it on title because uh, you've got to save that for the pay-per-view you've got to save it for the pay-per-view because you know the Dudleys are going to be the champs next I don't know if that's the case but I feel like that's how, where we're heading I uh, think it is Scotty goes for the worm only to get 3 deed in around 4 minutes pretty short pretty dark surprising dull. with a super kick as well um, old Scotty. According to one of the dirt sheets, to jump ahead a little bit, he has been told apparently backstage to up his game a little bit in the ring. So maybe that's why he's. So he has to do more than a bulldog with. More than a worm. Form. Yeah, more than a worm. Um, we go backstage, we see Charlie Haas. He's uh, having an existential crisis. Yeah, seems. he's kind of sharing his idea um, about his sort of. Uh, in my idea, his, his ideology where he, if he's looking over at Raw, he's seeing Shelton's getting, why aren't I getting that? Where's my am title I, shot? I, am I not as good as him? Where's my title shot? Um, and speaking of title shots, your boy, Jimmy Noble, is back in action against Chavo Guerrero. I think he's bought some new wrestling gear with his wrestling yeah. sales money. Um, so Jamie Noble's smarting himself up a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know whether he's now gone a bit more generic. Yes. He's... The, the, sh- the jokes give him the character. Hillbilly character. Now he's just mid-card jobber to the stars, Jamie Noble, who loses, as you'd expect. Gets cheated. Uh, the roll-up and uses the ropes, Charvo, for the victory in our four minutes. It's anything. Um, it's not his family's thing. Well, hopefully, because he cheated, hopefully, going towards the pay-per-view, Noble may have another crack. Catch a Chavo classic, shake it before he's had after the match. Yeah, right, professionalism. Sports, which you don't see it anymore. No, you don't. It's professionalism. Um, we go backstage and we see Teddy Long trying to recruit all the jobbers. Uh, but Spike Dudley gets offended. Uh, and he challenges Teddy to a match. Spike Dudley versus Teddy Long. So Teddy tells Spike some, he's going to get some thugging and bugging. Rose, Rose, so he's Roddy Mack coming to SmackDown. Rose rocking, out, Rose rocking out with Tajiri and, and the coach. And SmackDown's rocking out with... Well, you know, well, I don't understand. Like, you just said them with Rodney Mack and that. Teddy Long for like the past year. His associates, yeah. apart from Chris Nowinski, were predominantly black people. So why is he not having African, Jordan? Uh, African American community. Orlando Jordan. Now he's all got, he's after nothing but cracker. He want, he want, Even though there's Orlando Jordan right there. He don't the, want, that's the serial hitman himself. He want a jobber. Yeah, that's a proper jobber. Deep down inside, he don't. Want, he's a, he wants keeps him. taking people out. Nobody wants him. He likes taking people out from behind. <laughs> so does Rico. Um, we see Booker T backstage and he's explaining the differences between Raw and Smackdown uh, Raw Booker T was a nice guy Smackdown Booker T is a bit of a bastard because Booker T on Smackdown feels like he's wrestling in the minor leagues which he's got a point yeah. but he wasn't exactly rocking it in Raw main event in Raw 
week in, week out. He had that little run back of yeah. Mania 19. But I would have been... If you're going to get a more higher place on the card by moving to SmackDown... Which yeah, he has. It's not the minor league then, is it? You're getting, you might get more opportunities. It's all about opportunities. Up next, John Cena versus Danny Basham. Um, and they've probably got away from weather, haven't they? We get very, velvety, very, purple. very velvety. Yes, very, very, very sex parlor. <laughs> uh, John Cena, he, he's still trying to get these nuts over, but what he is getting over is this five mover doom. We're getting shoulder clothesline, shoulder throwback, five knuckle shuffle, fu game, fucking over. And that's how it's going to be for a long period of time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> It's been what I'm interested to see is when he goes from doing the throwback to the you punch at me, I'll duck, and that, the protobot. The yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, John Cena wins three minutes, proper squash. Um, it's nearly over for the Bashams for me. It's good, obviously, we get the cabinet going forward, but yeah. without that, we're the, over for the. There is nowhere. Where's Shaniqua as well? Where the fuck Shaniqua? She's disappeared off the face of the earth as well. She fired her. I hope so. <laughs> Um, up next, Big Show, Charlie Haas versus RVD and Booker T. See, um, now, these could be a new tag team on SmackDown. Big Show, Charlie Haas. Big ass. Big ass. <laughs> the big ass. Um, they, they dress kind of the same. If uh, yeah. Haas just got rid of the white. Um, obviously, this leads to uh, the angle where Rob Van Damme, he's getting beat down. He goes for the tag. Booker like, drops down. Nah. nah, I'm all right, fam. And walks away. And... Uh, yeah, it gets a bit of a beat up. Uh, Chokeslam pin, six and a half minutes. It was an angle more than a match, I think. That's, that's wrestling. Yeah, well, kind of. Um, but it was it more, sh- I think it was to showcase what Charlie has could do a little bit. Um, yeah. We know what the big show's all about. Uh, we know yeah, Booker T. Yeah, it was all about, though, that angle of Booker T dropping away. And obviously, that's going to now lead to probably Booker T versus Rob Van. So, are we going to get a long, drawn out feud with them all just to be one and done? Uh, I'm hoping one and done. So you think they've got big plans for both guys? No. No. Uh, tag teams. What, well, that's has, what they always do. Booker Fuse with Taker. Booker T. Has it, yeah, but what happens to Rob Cena, Van Damme? And then JBL. But where's Rob Van Damme go from here? Teaser Mysteria. Then ECW. Well, he's got a good exit. And then lots of drugs in between. A lot of drugs in between. Up next... Rene Dupree versus Orlando Jordan. Um, so, La Resistance... The Resistance, The Hitman, Orlando Jordan. Uh, so, La Resistance, they're from Quebec as of last week, but Dupree is still from France. For those um keep tracking, Taz calls Jordan a young lion with lots of potential and a big upside, which is basically WWE speak for jobber. Here's <laughs> <laughs> another one, though, just like we mentioned with the Bashams. Uh, if he's getting classed as, like I said, young, Taz is calling him a young lion, lots of potential, big upside, fucking jobber. Right. But going forward, he gets, cabinet, that's the mean. So US champ. If it, we're dicking on JBL, but JBL's saving the saving the lives of Orlando Jordan and the Bashams because the Bashams are on the. On See, the that's what I'm saying. Ten should have picked Orlando Jordan. Well. Uh, no, because he's not. He's only after crackers now. He's not after black guys no more. He just wants the white community. Because he could have had he's Jordan gonna, he's and Booker get, T. He's going to get Mordecai. 
the Michinoku driver finishes at around a minute. I thought Colson was a set-up power bomb. Uh, well, was yeah, you could, ish, sort of, more like a set-out power slam. Um, and we see Eddie stopping by Kurt's office to admire the trophy. Uh, and Angle says he gives him the night off. It's fair play. Look after your champ. Yeah. There's no point wrestling, pal. You're champion. Um, I smell shenanigans. Uh, it's Eddie Guerrero. There's always going to be shenanigans. <laughs> Up next, Dudley versus Johnny the Bull. Uh, Dudley Dog finishes at two minutes, uh, which is weird for Spike to get the victory over Johnny the Bull. That is like, you fucking jobber. What's it say about Johnny? But that's what, if you're losing to um, absolute fucking jobber, but again, this isn't a match that was an angle leading to Teddy Long's new guy, and I think he's really in love with him as Mark Jindrak, and Taz is a bit concerned who it is, even though he just got drafted, we've not, we've seen, not seen him yet, him. and it says on his tights, Jindrak, <laughs> as Mark Jindrak makes his Smackdown debut, and Teddy Long So Thuggy the Bugger is going to accept Teddy old basket case. Oh, yeah, Teddy jumps into Jindrak's arms, embraces him, and yeah, gives him a little kiss, <laughs> and they're going to go and fuck. Uh, so yeah, the new uh, Thugging and Bugging, and Jindrak, he's a beast, yeah. He is a beast. Funny he looks looking, like a Neanderthal. Funny looking fella, yeah. He's a he looks like a Neanderthal. But he's a beast. So maybe, hopefully, big things to come. Um, You'd think. Again. Well, it was what they almost put him in evolution. For another week, um, we get a main event interview. We're starting with promos, when we're ending with promos. Um, Kurt Angle brings out the nominees for the trophy, um, who are going to get a number one contender shot as well. So we've got John Cena, we've got um, Charlie Haas, uh, big show big show Booker T Booker T Eddie, and we get a picture of Eddie Guerrero underneath where the trophy should be when he finally awards it to JBL absolutely very and why does he award it to JBL Mike because JBL shows him a video of him kicking out Mexicans <laughs> that's just Trump's wet dream I'll oh. tell you this is Vince McMahon living through the eyes of Bradshaw all I could hear from JBL you know the hillbillies from South Park yeah. they took our germs that's all I can hear. <laughs> Dirk and Bring it! 
Check out what I found in the parking lot, home. See, he found it. Oh, give me a break. Take it easy, S.A. I can, I can understand how distraught you are. I mean, this is a beautiful trophy. I mean, uh, I mean, really, I mean, back up. Back up, S.A. Just relax, Holmes, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come give you your well-deserved award, okay? Take it easy, S.A. You're a disgrace, Eddie Guerrero. Calm down, S.A., calm down, bro. I mean, this is something you can be very proud of. I mean, this is a beautiful trophy. I mean, what a beautiful ego. I would be extremely... Oh, what the heck? What are you doing? Uh, and you're breaking the It's all right, Holmes. Eagles can fly with one wing. to the gut. What's up with that? Eddie going after Kurt Angle. JPL is heading for higher ground. This ain't right here at all. Eddie Guerrero. I think the champion has smelled a trap. Well, the champion better be careful. Don't get stripped of his championship by our general manager. The general manager is not happy. He's living. This crowd fully behind Eddie Guerrero. I think they're trying to siphon up the people off to do something some do. Eddie, don't be dumb here. Well, the champion with a steel chair in hand. Oh. What the hell is Eddie going to do with that? Kurt Angle is a living. Well, I don't think he's got to sit down and take a So all it takes to be a great American, it's according to this, is to be a racist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brexit means Brexit. Get out of my country. <laughs> um, so he's just about to award Kurt Angle the award for the Great American Award to John. John Cena put his arms in the air and he says, Bradshaw Layfield. All right, so John Bradshaw Layfield is going to get the number one contender shot, a ship, shot against Eddie Guerrero. As I said, uh, he goes to reveal the trophy, but no, it's a picture of Eddie and Bradshaw goes into a little racist rant about you doing if he's Mexican. <laughs> the end. Because racism. I would have preferred that trophy, though, if it, Eddie had signed the photo. Yes. Um, so Eddie obviously comes out with the trophy in the low rider. Uh, and obviously, like, found it in parking like, like every trophy, he didn't steal it. He found it in the WB. It gets smashed up, but he didn't steal it. Well, he off, found we'll it. let him off with that. We'll let him off. So yeah, um, what did you reckon to that episode of Smack of the Down? I just think the uh, Teddy Long storyline could have gone different with Orlando Jordan. That would have been better. Yeah, because Teddy Long wanted black guys. Why? Why does something change? Because he's not racist anymore. Well, because that's of, it. he's switched brands. He's not racist anymore. Um, but yeah, yes. what do you reckon? Like main of it, because like we said at the start, we're probably like now we what week we week two into um, SmackDown's six week build from Mania to Judgment Day. Yeah, we've got to go a long way. What are we getting really any storylines coming out of it for 
the guys, what's going to happen now after Bradshaw now gets the title shot? Where now for Charlie? Well, Charlie has to get bummed. <laughs> but where now for Cena? That's going to, Cena versus Rey Dupree? Yeah. I don't know for me. I know it's he's, he's United States title, so he's got to defend it against somebody. <laughs> but a fresh guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens going forward. Um, Michael, in a interesting bit of news from the Dirty Dirty Cheese, WWE has decided to name their June twenty seventh pay per view the Great American Bash. So why don't why don't they wait until then to do the Great American Award? Well, because wrestling. Uh, the pay per view will be held in Norfolk uh, when the WWE has already started on promotion for the event, and Tory Wilson will be taking pictures dressed as Uncle Sam for an upcoming photo shoot to promote the bash. And the event will be free to members of the military, which is a nice I'll touch. tweet that photo. It's a nice touch. Um, so, yeah, great American Bash. Big WCW one back in the day. Uh, back, in, back in the 80s, like with Flair, Luger. Um, Sting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Are you excited for WCW events to be coming on WWE TV? Oh, they need to... If they want to put more pay-per-views on, they've got perfect category of names. Well, they've got loads. They? They've got all of them on there. That's the thing. The advantage with buying all the WCW... Uh, WCW stock they've got all the WCW which has surprised me where they never really I know they used Night of Champions which yeah. was WCW's but there was, was, was Clash of the Champions though weren't it do you know what I mean so they changed it to that yeah um, Great American Bash um, obviously Starcade on the uh, and War that, Games yeah so they, they've used the, but I'd like Halloween Havoc to come back actually in Halloween and go full out gimmicky with the Halloween stuff that was cool back in the day that's what Judgment Day does yeah that was, that was cool back in the day um, so, are you ready for the final roll before Back of the Lash? I am. Backsplash. Uh, April 12th. Let's two- bounce. <laughs> April 12th, 2004, live from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, we see him, is griping to Cleric about the beatdown last week. And he wants revenge, so has no one told him in the last week that he's in the main event in an eight-man tag. He's, he's going to get his opportunity in a bit later to, to put a whooping on the game. Uh, Mick Foley and his back come out. Uh, they've got words for Orton. Um, I quite like how Orton, Mick Foley now he's kind of embraced that inner character Jackie's found him because he says, I can't really get you, but me and Barbie know a guy that can. Cactus Jack. The pop wasn't on the levels of him against Triple H where no. I can't beat you, I'm mankind, take my mask off, I'm Cactus Jack. But we've seen it over the last few weeks of him slowly going into his soul and grabbing that evil, sadistic, hardcore legend and dragging him out and Randy Orton's going to get a fucking ass whapping cover backsplash um, a return of all fucking levels if you could have said to me Michael at the start of this on one what? of these episodes of Raw somebody from the attitude champion. oh well yeah if you go that way I'd think fucking hell Scott Hall's coming back uh, but if you said you're going to get a guy from the attitude era who's going to make a return I would have never ever thought ever I probably would have thought like Gangrel before I would have thought of Grandmaster Sexy especially how it's not been three four months since Two Cole's come back yeah and so I, why is he on Raw yeah so yeah I think it's just these uh, Riven Jerry it's every week kind of a well he's certainly not going to be taken seriously because did you not notice how quiet Jerry went oh yeah well he might have not known it might have been a proper surprise to Jerry that's um, what I mean it yeah, was a rib. Yeah, it could have been. Um, and to probably a rib to Grandmaster Sexy as well, his opponent is a big dead machine. Uh, uh, ooh, around a minute and a half, he gets a whooping on him. 
Uh, I'm very surprised that if you're going to bring him back, so he's going to be taken with any credibility, and why lose? What what a weird way to bring him back, just to lose straight up to King Lara in a big fucking squash. What now <laughs> next for Grandmaster Sexy? He's going to come out next week and demand a rematch and get his ass handed to him again. I was surprised Edge didn't come. He's now, he's now, Grandmaster Sexy going to get involved in the backlash. Edge backsplash. versus uh, Edge versus Kane at backsplash. Spearing out of nowhere, and Edge and Grandmaster Sexy are a new tag team on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> five second, Edge five amazing. second pros while Grandmaster Sexy is dancing. That fucking amazing. Um, we see uh, Trish; she's moaning about the pay per view, but she gets uh, bugged by uh, Eugene. Uh, do, that's fucking he's a polite kid, dude. He's like, "Hello, makeup lady. <laughs> Hello." <laughs> Can't remember her name. <laughs> Jericho versus Christian and me. Do you, do you understand what that can mean? That means that Jericho can put his disgusting hands on me and humiliate me or hurt me. I, I'm not gonna have that. I just, I won't have that. Sweetie, can I help you? Hi. Hi, Eugene. Hi, makeup lady. Okay, obviously, if you know her, the makeup lady, you know who I am. Baby of the year, three times. I'm dreadfully sorry, dear. He slipped away yeah, again. Yeah. He's always at it all the time. Come on, dear boy. Come on. So he calls a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and up next, it is another return. Now, if someone would have said to me, Michael, that you're going to get a return from a character from the new gen era on this episode of Raw, I would have never thought of fucking Shinobi, even though they don't really call him Shinobi. He's called him Five Star Ninja. Uh, five Star Ninja goes up against Tajiri, Five Star Ninja loses, and Five Star Ninja gets unmasked, and Five Star Ninja is Al Snow. Who, who else is he going to be? Wants Shinobi, or also Leaf Cassidy of the new fucking Rockers. Do you remember the, ever seen the new Rockers? Oh, they were bad. Um, I imagine there were so many drugs that day. Um, so yeah, to the shock of no one, it's Al Snow. Um, and then we go backstage to Ric Flair. He's petitioning for a match with Benjamin at Backlash, uh, which that, for me, could be... It's not going to be, because I think the main event's going to be given more time than any match because of Triple H. 40 um, minutes, I say. Yeah, um, but I think Benoit... Uh, sorry, Benoit. Benjamin Flair, give it half an hour. You could get a stellar, stellar little match. Um, how about real time? Uh, Jericho, uh, he lays down the insults to Christian and Trish to lead us to the match on Sunday. And he uh, puts a clip of uh, Trish barking like a dog. Yeah, from uh, 2001 for she Vince. She likes it. Ruff, ruff. Yes. I liked it. I especially liked, I did like his uh, whole run. He says, at Battlelash on Sunday, I get the match I've been waiting for since WrestleMania. Chris Jericho versus the creepy little bastard and the filthy, dirty, disgusting, brutal, bottom-feeding trash bag hoe. It'll be Y2J versus the CLB versus the FDD, BB, FT, BH. And when it's finally over, there'll be DOA, then MIA, like DDP, who's forced to sell DVDs of the OC from HBO on AOL and QVC at the DMV. And all the while, Trish Stratus will be wishing she had a little vitamin C, baby. <laughs> I do like how that's how good Chris Jericho is. You can just say some random fucking nonsense like that and the crowd are popping. Like, it's like why is, why is DDP selling DVDs? Absolutely. Of the OC. 
of all things. On HBO for the Q- on QVC. <laughs> At the DMV. So his guest is Lita, but Trish punks her out, and we get a match after the break of Lita versus Trish Stratus. Uh, I love how they managed to fuck up an Irish whip. Uh, Trish gets bumped. Uh, Christian sends um, Lita into the railings after Lita does a top rope suicide, which probably could have killed her. Um, she is yeah, just, it's a bit, I worry me. Okay? Every time I'm like... Same with Stephanie Banks. Oh, she, yeah, she's a bit wild. She, she, I think just like adrenaline takes over and the, the atmosphere and everything gets to her. It's fucking... Yeah! <laughs> so it's killing myself. Um, so DQ finish after Christian sends Lita into the railings. Uh, the woman's title match at Ballas is going to be fucking amazing. But then, when even... Christian and Jericho are going at it. Christian didn't even turn for the first unpretty. Jericho had to turn around and... Oh, yeah. Oh, I, well, the thing is, the unpretty is always been one of those finishes that it's not a quick transitional move. It's, it takes a lot of work and you've got to go with them. And why, it's one of them that a lot of wrestlers reverse out of quite easily because it is one of them that it doesn't look comfortable to put on. It doesn't look, yeah, it doesn't look legit. Like a stunner could just be dropped on from anywhere. Yeah. Arc here. Uh, weapon of mass destruction can be done anywhere. Women's right. Big show, a woman's right. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, are you excited about Backlash with Jericho, Christian, Trish? Um, Lita showing that her match with Victoria is going to be amazing. Why is Lita involved in this now? Well, she always were, though, to begin with, so. Bushy. Full circle. Full circle, Michael. Full circle. We see John Nitro, he comes out now with Nitro theme graphics to match his theme music. Uh, he's got a statement on behalf of Bish, he calls out Edge. Um, it looks like we're going to get Kane versus Bish, uh, versus Bish, Kane versus Edge. Um, backlash, uh, Edge delivers his own statement for Eric, a spear to Johnny. Um, so yeah, Kane versus... He sold that spear with one arm. Kane versus Edge is, is confirmed. Even though we um, already do that. But he said if he uses uh, the cast against uh, Kane at Backlash... He's going to get automatically suspended. So does that mean he can like he won't get DQ'd? He can still win the match, but he'll just get suspended afterwards. Because you just take a hit. That's how it works. <laughs> just take a hit. Guess that's how it works. Up next, Sylvan Grandier versus the Hurricane. Um, Eugene likes flags. It seems one random fucking match. Yeah, again, it's another one of them. It's a match into an angle uh, where Eugene he saves the match. He joins us at ringside with a stuffed bunny for Rob Conway. Uh, the, I love how it's, it's just that's random as fuck. He's just gonna come out and give a stuff bunny to the bell ends, and just say oh, you got to be nice to the bell ends. Because you got to be nice to the bell ends. But Grandier he abuses the bunny. Hurricane gets either Hurricane for the victory in about four minutes. It was just a random put together match for a reason for Eugene to come out. Yeah. Because we're pushing Eugene. We, we want, are. We are pushing Eugene. We want to show the special kid. <laughs> come see the special one. Um, and we take a look at Mick Foley's history of violence as he prepares to return to character Jack and so on. I thought it was again a nice throwback. We keep doing this, but they're so stressing the importance of how dangerous Mick Foley is coming into uh, Backlash. Now he's character's Jack. As Mick Foley, yeah, not oh, his bit of a pushover. Now he's character's Jack. Um, up next, Triple H, Randy Orton, Ric Flair, Batista. Against Benoit, HBK, Cactus Jack, and Sheldon Benjamin. Even though he's not Cactus Jack, he's yet. still McFoley. He's still McFoley. Um, what did you think? They got twenty minutes. It's a long time. Uh, there was a good few spots, uh, but the the finishing sequence uh, was it good with um, 
follow the, uh, getting the Mandapug claw onto Orton after Triple H tries to get it. Actually, before I get to finish the sequence, how good, I was getting too far ahead then, how good was it to see Triple H and Mick Foley wrestling each other Nostalgia. in the ring? Nostalgia hit Oh my a lot. God. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, we get a pedigree attempt uh, by Triple H. Foley dumps him over the top rope though. It's always one of them where it was right next to the ropes. Like Razor. Like Razor back in the day where he used to do it. It was Razor against Owen at the uh, King of the Ring 94. Right next to the ropes. What are you going to do with him if you lift him up? Where's he going to go? Over the top. Yeah, that's it. I'll smash him straight to the floor. Um, but So he lifts Triple H right over the top. Mandible claw for Orton, but Batista saves it. And Foley gets dumped to the floor. Sean fires back up. Super kicks to Orton for the victory. Around 20 minutes. It was a decent match, but I thought it was a long period of time to give a match on Raw. But again, but you've, got, in there. you've got all your guys. You're building, this is your last match, building towards Backlash. Your main event, we're finishing with a match finally, for Christ's sake. And, um, but yeah, 20 minutes. It was a great match, great match. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit on the fence. It was much it was a great match. I feel like we're seeing a lot of these guys wrestle each other. Where That's now, Backlash is coming and we're going to watch all these guys wrestle each other for another 20 minutes, half an hour. But hopefully after backlash, that's it. It's where it all begins. Apart from Triple H's Sean. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Batista, difference maker here. And Sean Michael trying to fight back up. And Raw and Batista beat the hell out of each other on the outside. Oh, what a match. What a night. I've never seen anything like this. We got Randy. Michael's back to his feet. Watch it. Now, do you want a bit of day, day, day sheet news before we move into Smack of the Down? Yeah. Um, due to the way that Brian Grandmaster Sexy Lola was brought back to WWE last night and being fed to Kane, one might think that it was just one-shot kind of deal. However, that is not the case, and he is back with the company under a full-time contract. His return is was it? one of Jim Ross's final moves before handing over his position of VP of Talent Relations to Johnny Ace. Lawler had originally wanted the return to WWE to reform Toolcall with Scotty Tuati. However, he's been placed on the wrong roster instead. Fuck that, big run Smackdown. So, full-time deal. Grandmaster is back. Uh, I do not remember any of this at Grandmaster being back. I don't. Uh, where does it go? Where does it go? But put him on Smackdown. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe it does go forward. I can't remember the run, so you never know. Um, are you ready then? Speaking of Smack of the Down, final Smackdown before we halt Smackdown's proceedings as our next episode will be the Backlash. fucking Backsplash. Uh, Smackdown, 15th of April 2004, taped from Indianapolis. Um, opening interview, as always, why won't Smackdown start matches anymore? Uh, Eddie Guerrero comes out, talks about Angle. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere with the promo, really, and it leads to Bradshaw coming out um, with more of, you're a Mexican. You're a thief. I'm a Texan. You're scum. I'm, I'm racist. a good boy. You're a bad man. I like how Eddie kind of, again, it's his angle where he had to work hard for everything. He had to scratch, mm. claw, um, work his way right from the bottom where Bradshaw's is, is a rich Texan. It's, it reminds me of the oil tycoon from Simpsons. <laughs> just, it's just missing a good. That's all it is. <laughs> Um, Kurt Angle interrupts 
after Eddie Guerrero offers Bradshaw a title shot for tonight. Let's go out with yeah. a fucking bang. Um, Kerrang interrupts, as I said, not appreciating all of Eddie's kind of non-apologising, as he puts it. He agrees to the match, but now Bradshaw interrupts. Um, it was kind of weird how we had Eddie cutting the promo to a blank video screen, talking about Bradshaw, and then it, we needed Bradshaw to come out to give his response. It, it would have been better to Bradshaw to come out first, first then. offer the match then, and then have Angle come out. Do you know what I mean? Then everyone's out then, and then say, right, well, everyone's here. Rather than have JBL be on twice. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we're going to get Eddie versus Big Show, uh, because we've obviously got to save Bradshaw for the pay-per-view. And Big Show needs something to do. A big, a big Show needs something to do drastically. And boy, does he! <laughs> well, Big Show goes on to state that if he won't beat that dirty little Mexican, he's going to quit. Yeah, and he's a man of his word. He's a man of his word. Uh, so he goes on to say... Remember that, he's a man of his word. Remember that, people. Big Show is a man of his word. Uh, opening contest, Cena versus Chavo Guerrero. They should have made this for US title. Well, this was a steady little match. Um, unfortunately... It came with the clothesline, shoulder block, throwback, five knuckle shuffle. F you. An odd, <laughs> an awkward stance for a five knuckle shuffle as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. They gave him a bit of time. It was like about six minutes or something like that. But there is nothing you can do at the minute if you're fighting against Cena because Cena is on the. If you're fighting Cena, moon, you're gonna lose. Cena's you're not losing. You're getting on TV. I'm telling. Well, there is that. There is that. You're um, getting your payday. But it was very apart from the. Um, Apart from the, the finish sequence, it was a bit punchy, kicky, it, nothing much. But again, you're only going to get six minutes and the finishing sequence takes a couple of minutes. Um, we go backstage and we see Rene Dupree romancing his poodle, which is not Fifi. Who is this imposter? Who is this charcoal bitch? Who is this charcoal bitch? Who is this imposter? Um, as he announces his new interview segment for next week, Café Dene, and his first guest will be one of the most gorgeous, well, for an American, Divas on SmackDown, Tori Wilson, who's probably imagine is going to be a bit traumatised from what happens a bit later oh, on in the show. Possibly, quite possibly. <laughs> and then elsewhere, Jamie Noble, he tries to warn Charlie Ass about the, um, let's say the wrestling skills of one Rico. As we approach our next match, Charlie Haas versus Rico. Well, they gave him hair, boy. It's basically Vince McMahon telling you, through Rico and Charlie Haas, that being gay makes you sick. And it's a bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit odd. It's funny, but it makes you sick. It's funny, but it makes you think, is this what Vince thinks why people like Orlando Jordan could never probably have come out, or Chris Canyon yeah. could never probably come out to fucking Vince McMahon. Because Vince McMahon and JBL and Donald Trump are gays wrong in the eyes of them. Uh, and it really is. Because uh, towards the finish of the match, after various funny sequences of Rico trying to bum him at various things, um, Rico plants one on Charlie Ass. Charlie Ass goes to the ringside, gets counted out because he starts throwing up. Yeah. The end. These two will become tag team champions soon. Yeah. It's a weird. Is it, is it like Spider-Man? Get bit by a spider and uh, now he's been kissed by Rico. Oh. He obviously wants Jackie, isn't it? Well, there, there is that. So what? He's going to have to go for a Rico he's, he's to get... He's played a good game to get him. He's going to have to go for a Rico to get Jackie. Um, but yeah, a bit weird. A bit funny. Absolutely funny, but, but a bit weird. And very outdated now. And speaking of weird, up next, we have a vignette for Mordecai. Tell the world about Mordecai, Michael. He's a basically a white taker. Yeah. Albano taker. 
How amazing would this gimmick been if it would have been Christopher Daniels? Yes. Uh, kind of awesome. Someone not Kevin Thorne. Yeah. yeah. Someone who looks threatening, sounds threatening. Yeah. He's like, he's much like the white taker. He's more like if Taker and Gangrel had a baby. If <laughs> if Gangrel and Milky Bar Kid had a baby. <laughs> Gangrel. <laughs> Up next, Big Show versus Eddie Guerrero in an incredibly technical affair. Big Show constantly working the arm and um, a typical small man Big Show match where it looks like the, the little man's going to get a little bit of a fence in but then Big Show just swats him away like a fly. But then instead of just doing a like against Cena uh, in the match where Cena won the United States Championship it was the very same formula but Cena was trying to get moves in um, and getting palmed off but then Show was getting moves in where this one because it's not a pay-per-view and because it's TV Big Show was allowing Eddie to get a couple of moves in but then palming him away and then going back to work on a body part. It's very boring, the moments where, where Eddie weren't trying to give a go. But that's all they did, you see. Oh, it was brilliant. That was sick. Oh, the finish was, I thought the finish was great. Referee's down, low blow, DDT. Great uh, movement in the air. Because yes. Big Show wasn't laid in the greatest of positions. Um, and uh, Did you notice Eddie Guerrero's uh, license plate on his low rider? I didn't. Solo 79. He's <laughs> obviously a Star Wars fan. You don't get no. Star Wars. And <laughs> Solo is no. the character. Hello, Star Wars isn't my jam. Um, so, yeah, if he's a man of his word, at around bye 15 bye and a half minutes, Big Show loses, and bye-bye Big Show. And Eddie says, I'll help you out. Uh, and we get the massive, and it goes on for a long time, of na-na-na, na-na-na. They've enjoyed it. In goodbye. Um, I think Big Show is probably enjoying it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, what now? He's a great actor if he is. What now? Because he's saying, what are you booing me for? Um, is he gone? We'll see what happens. Uh, but we cut backstage and we see uh, Tori Wilson, which is a weird spot because uh, she's sat in the makeup chair having the makeup done. Yeah, Big she's Show not comes, booked. The, she, the makeup lady tells her a joke. She starts laughing. Big Show comes up. You're laughing at me for you, motherfucker. She goes, I'm not. So Big Show scares her, walks away. She goes, well, I'm not resting tonight. I'm going home. Well, why are you sat in makeup chair for? You just come to arena for free makeup. Yeah. Fucking diva's evolution. <laughs> Um, Comfort free makeup so she can go out and get pissed. Yeah. Uh, up next, Total Squash, Jindrak versus uh, Spike Dudley. Uh, it's another showcase of the reflection of, of perfection. perfection. Mark Jindrak, Lex Luger of the Ruthless Aggression era. Total Squash, minute and a half. Sorry, Spike. Yeah, you got to beat a job last week, though, so it's not Absolutely. too much. Absolutely. And then we go backstage, Tori Wilson, she's heading to a car, but Big Show follows. Um, Big Show is not happy. He starts punching the fucking car windows. Uh, Tori Wilson, she's like, sorry, Big Show. She goes to touch him. Unfortunately, Big Show didn't want to get touched and he goes no. wild on the car, smashes it up, flips it. flips it over. Tori Wilson then does the most Oscar-winning runaway where you trip after 100 yards, get back up. But it's okay because Big Show is walking at one Slower than Jason Boys. She should easily be able to get away from Big Show. She's going to be okay. Don't worry about because it. Big Show's walking slower than he does to the ring. Absolutely. Um, up next, Rob Van Dam versus Booker T. Tag Team Dissension. Tag Team Dissension, indeed. Absolutely. Um, so, we're getting fresh matches, fresh fruits. Um, fruits? Yeah. <laughs> fresh feuds. Um, tag Team Dissension from Raw. Uh, well, they were tag team, weren't they? They've got to dissent. Well, let's hope it's one and done. Uh, I'm surprised that they gave him quite a long time. I know it ended Especially in the Especially for the bullshit finish. Yeah, um... So is this, are they, 
There's not, well, there's they're not many finishers. Like they're going to have a match at Judgment Day. There's not many finishers where they get like, he'd get caught in the ropes. So he did like the Andre the Giant spot. Von Van Damme get caught in the ropes with his arms twisted. His, blow, his nose is bleeding, which was a great, uh, I think, touch to it as well. Yeah. Uh, but he's just beating on him. And I don't believe that he got like a proper count of five. It was just get off him. Get off him. He did. Get off him. Oh, did he? All right, fair play. He pulled him off him three times. They started counting. All right, okay. Okay, fair play. Um, but yeah, we had finished for 12 minutes back. So they could have had a decisive... Well, that tells you that this feud is not over. Yeah, that's what it, it tells you. They're going to probably have a fight at Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. What's step ladder match? Cage. Okay, I'd take a cage match, yeah. Take a cage match. Or... Ball's got anywhere. Yeah. Street fight. Both come out in jeans and that and just kick fuck out. Proper blood food. Just kick fuck out of each other. Obviously, you have these jorts. <laughs> Buckle wrestling jeans. You have to live in a supermarket, fuck's sake. So, yeah, your, your last match on SmackDown, um, of this, as we'll stop it here, uh, obviously it's not the last match before any pay-per-view in regards to SmackDown, but the last match on this segment, um, Booker T, Rob Van Damme, main eventing. They wouldn't get the opportunity on Raw. No. Because Triple H and Evolution, they that's the, that's their jam. Um, if you're not against Evolution, you're not even being hurt. Yeah, fucking exactly. Um, so, yeah, what did you make to the match? Bullshit finish, really. Bullshit but... finish, yeah, which did sound much, but there was, it was a pretty decent match. Yeah, no, I, I, to- I totally well, agree. It was good for RVD. <laughs> Um, with someone with it in there with someone like Booker. I think I quite like the spot where the German suplex set up the frog splash. Uh, yeah. But then it misses. And when RVD misses a frog splash, it's a beautiful sight. Beautiful sight. Because he hits that deck with such fucking force. And it's like... Oh, it's, it's... You're, you're liking something RVD does. No, I've always liked his frog splash. But everything else is just... it's he's, he turning, he... I never realised the formula when I was younger. When you watch it, he does certain it certain moves in certain order. It's very much like fucking close line, close line shoulder block throwback five knuckle fu. Doctor fucking. Oh, close. Please line. don't do my head in, Cena. Could you get in there? And there's a long way to go yet until you start annoying everybody. <laughs> um, and we go backstage. Big Show. He's now got Tony Wilson somehow on top of a balcony. Fuck yeah. knows how he's going up there. So she's so she must have run up there. Right to where she is, yeah. and he's, he's just, just slowly, fo- slowly following. She's had nowhere else to go. She's like, "Fuck, I'm on a ledge." Um, Kurt Angle though, he comes to save the day, and he's like, "Get off here, you big fucker! I have a piece of me instead." So Big Show goes, "Come on, man!" So Frost <laughs> grabs him, Frost throws him off and kills him. Absolutely, because with a great spot, Angle bends <laughs> his leg back. Looks like he's broke, and his head's bleeding. So SmackDown, he's dead. SmackDown goes off the air. We've lost three general managers yeah, now. SmackDown. Spider-Man's lost three general managers. Her ankle's dead! Look at me! I bet I'm handsome now, aren't I? Yes. You like me now? Oh my god, yes! Yeah, you like me, don't you? Yeah! Liar! You're a liar! I'll throw you right off in here right now! Liar! Joe, come on, please! Please don't hurt me! Come Am on. I funny to you no. now? Oh my god, you're not! I was not laughing at you, please! Come on, Joe! Joe, please, come on! You know, that's a problem with people like you. You don't take me serious. You don't believe in me. Maybe if I throw you off, you believe, huh? Show, show, show. What are you doing? Person, I'm tired of it. Show, let Tori go. I will throw her over. Show, show, show. It's my responsibility if something happens to her. You do run into your responsibility. 
responsibility. All right, That's listen. all your responsibility. Joe, Joe, please, just stay there. I'm coming up. Don't move. I'm coming up, Joe. Come on, Tori. It's funny, huh? This no, is funny no, to me. No, <laughs> this is funny. You laughed at me earlier. Now that I have a job, huh? Now that I have to quit. Laugh for me, Tori. Laugh. If you don't laugh, I swear to God, I'm going to make you scream. You understand me? I will make you scream. Scream Joe. Put Tori down right now. Why should I put her down? Why? Because I'm not going to lose my job over this. It's my ass, not yours. You think I give a crap about your job? Hey, if, hey, if you think Eddie Guerrero gave you problems, I'll give you worse. Now put her down. You're going to give me problems? You're damn right. Show damn it. Now cut it off. Get away from me, you big jerk. Get off me, show Get off. Let me go, show That's it. So he got fired, quit, deceased. That's it. Kurt Angle goes off the air. It's like, everybody hates wives here. It? So it's funny goes off the air with Kurt Angle. Is he dead or not? Is he what's going off? That's all I heard. As soon as, as, soon as that little uh, copyright logo came up, yeah. Just like, all I heard was the sending drums. Fame. Um, so yeah, what the fuck? How are they gonna get? How are they recovering from this? Because Kurt Angle surely turns into Eugene now. He's dead. <laughs> Tag team with Undertaker. <laughs> the dead man. Kurt Mangled. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we will leave it there. Michael, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, it's at fate at our era podcast. <laughs> <At> Facebook. <laughs> in <laughs> a podcast that is it and until our next episode which will be Backlash 2004 I've been Dave that's been Big Sexy until then it's true it's damn true ruthless aggression it's my life my time my rights my rhymes my grind my struggle hustle sweat and my blood too I want it all, no less, so come on.